0: Online shopping isn't slowing down anytime soon, and you know it, it's getting busier and busier. You're probably buying something right now online. Well ShipStation is here to help. Save time by funneling all your orders into one simple interface. Whether you're using Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or your own website, you can do it all on your phone. Use my offer code THEO to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. If you like shipping stuff or if you ship stuff for your business, use ShipStation. Go to ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in Theo. ShipStation. Make ship happen. If you're struggling with hair or hair loss, Keeps can help. Keeps has everything your hair needs delivered straight to your door with discreet packaging and proven results. Remember, prevention is key. Treatment can take up to four to six months to see results, so act fast. I use it. When it comes to my hair, I want to save more and spend less. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash theo to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash theo to get your first month free, keeps.com slash theo. Today's guest is a musician, um, an entertainer, and really just a smooth, really just a smooth criminal, honestly. Uh, He's one of the most infectious human beings that I've been around, and I'm grateful for you guys to get to hear his story. Uh, Today's guest is Jelly Roll. bender it is baby uh it the, the song what is it you got um, dead
1: man walking it's the number five song on rock radio it's called dead man walking it's fucking crazy i've never had a song on radio ever
0: gang baby so yeah it's big shit dude. is that crazy
1: it's weird yeah but in a cool way oh you know, yeah it's like as a kid i don't care who you are especially like my age group you dream of having a song on the radio so having one on the radio is like surreal.
0: You know, that is kind of a thing that when you're young, man, and you hear that radio, it always seemed like it was it would be impossible to get your song to come out of it, I bet.
1: Oh, yeah. Imagine being a little white trash kid like me and you, and you're wondering how it's coming through the radio anyways. Yeah. You're looking around like there's no cord on the car. Yeah. <laughs> how is yeah. this even coming through right
0: now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like,
1: almost like they were sitting inside of your motor and playing for you personally. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Dude, I used to have a dream that... um. That at one point in automobiles, they would have a... A disc or something you'd put into the dashboard, right? And then the band—they'd have like hologram. I always had this vision that right. hologram was really going to pop off, right. and the band would come out onto your dashboard the way it would be built, and the band would perform right there for right you, right
1: there. Yeah, God, we should still make that. I that could be—I could make money. Oh, it'd it'd make c- some wrecks. Yeah, <laughs> for for sure. sure First day I smoke a doobie and look over there and see Hendrix shredding, I'm fucking crashing.
0: Yeah, somebody's just <laughs> somebody's just locked in on Wiz Khalifa. They can't even handle now <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> no it's cool man so what was that for you for like me as a kid it was like radio was like the thing like you want like as an artist you wanted to have a song on the radio now oh. i have it so what's for you was it like i guess was it did you come up with like the disc comedy era like you wanted a comedy
0: album or was it like comedy central or yeah getting on comedy central was big doing that and um getting the album out and getting it on the itunes charts was real big you know uh i remember um 30 pounds of hamster bones was like my first real album release and and that got onto the like i think we i think we got to number one at some point you know, just based on the way the sales go and so that was pretty wild um but i remember my first do you remember the first song you ever heard through the radio oh man Probably not the first song I ever heard to the radio. I know the first
1: like album we went and bought, or like cassette tape my sister bought. Yeah, but I can't think of like the first song I heard on the radio. You remember the first song you like remember hearing on the radio?
0: Yeah, I remember. I had a. Uh, my mom had some. Um, some. Uh, like babysitters took us to summer camp right so they'd come pick us up in the morning and they would take us and this one lady picked me up I feel like her name was Heather but I don't know but she picked me up man and she, they had Bon Jovi she had playing mm. and I'd never I think because there was a woman involved also there was like a babysitter and she was like hot and she like had tits and everything right. and so like I, I remember it was, uh, what, was um, what was one of those Bon Jovi hits it was, uh what was like one of his biggest most popular songs
1: oh fuck dude i just woke up and i'm
0: high Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> oh i haven't even ate breakfast and i'm stoned oh, and i'm sitting
1: here with theo talking about bon jovi i'm like fucking this is wild. i'm on the radio and theo's telling me about bon jovi and yeah, heather. Bro. i would i would like to touch on heather for a second
2: though oh, i,
0: I would have liked all... to as well brother baby i'll tell you that <laughs> I think, dude
1: i think we all have a first teacher as dudes yeah. that we like mine was my kindergarten teacher i don't remember my first grade teacher second grade teacher third fourth fifth no no but I remember my kindergarten teacher's name was Liz Harris and that is when I knew I liked asses yeah. she had the fats not the flats I mean she really? had boy that thing man she had a monkey on her back dog I she tell was real you.
0: doubled up huh? Dude, she had listen, little I pants remember going monsters. home
1: and my brother had to explain to me what I was feeling I was like I think you could pop it I was like you know as a kid I was like and my brother was like oh yeah you're gonna like asses when you're
2: older
0: oh
1: Flew over my head then. Oh yeah. Later? Oh dude, my wife's got Miss Harris's ass to the T. Yeah. You know yeah School's in session. I'll set an apple. I'll put an apple right between them
0: cheeks. If for you it was Heather. For me it was Miss Harris. Dude, I remember and she I would always be like, Hey, can I put your seatbelt on for you all the time? We just <laughs> we'd be in the car and uh and I think we had to sit in the back, but I'd be like, Can I put your seatbelt on for you? And she would just take it off and I would like reach across her oh. and it's like put that seatbelt on. <laughs> oh, it made me feel so while good. listening
1: to Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Remember.
0: I wish I could remember that song, man. It was. Uh... But anyway, it was one of his hits, man. But yeah, for my listeners that don't know about you, man. So, how, so you got start. So take me through the story, man. Your story is is a really inspirational one, and also. You just have this infectious energy, man. I just notice that anytime I'm around you, I wish I was you. I'm oh, like, dude. Thank you. That, I feel the same way about you. That guy's having so much fun. <laughs> I like, I want to be that guy. <laughs> oh, um, dude, I love you, man. Thank you, brother. Yeah, you bet, man. You yeah. got
1: that tan, man. That's why I'm fucking blowing it. You think? You spraying that thing on, man? Are you laying in the bed or what? Are dude, I fucking... just went to <laughs> damn... Uh, <I laughs> oh, just... you were
0: fishing? Oh, yeah, I was
1: fishing. I just seen Happy belated Birthday, I by the fishing. way. Oh, well, thanks, man. What fucking way to spend the birthday, dog. Dude, you're too
0: kind, man. That was with the Jimmy John, by the way. Like, the Jimmy John, Jimmy John? Yeah, dude, we went out there. It was like, we caught... I mean, you go out there and it's nice, like the vessel was damn nice, dude. I got to, it was like Noah was on that bitch, you know what I'm saying? It was damn, dude, they had animals trying to get on, fish were trying like, damn, that bitch looks nice, dog, you know? you see all these Mexican fish, were like, hey, aunt, give us a ride back to freaking Cuba. You know, like they had fish jumping on that. Ant- panthers were getting on that bitch. They had animals I didn't even know existed out there trying to get in. It was a luxury boat, right? So, you're out on there, And they had a couple, they got like some fishermen, like men that are just, you know, just a couple damn Moby Dick lurkers out there. And (laughs) then bitches, they show up. And so they put in, sometimes if you're in like the deep water, they had these big electric uh, rod and reels on the sides. And they would cast those down to like... 1500 feet or something so you would just cast them down and then you would see the thing go like that you know right. and so you were pressing these buttons instead of doing reeling oh shit it's like playing an xbox for fishing yeah it was bro <laughs>
1: that's
0: fucking well i mean it was like you could catch the past you could have memories come up if somebody pulled up a, a memory of something when you were a kid you're like damn that was deep bro yeah, so that was unbelievable I
1: was, like, I was like is that
0: the real jimmy john that's him baby that sandwich jockey dude he um yeah that man turkey tommed his way into <laughs> you
1: know what's fucked up I, I look abyss. at you and I get jealous because I'm like you have all the friends I want but don't need <laughs> it's like Todd Graves is your homie too from Cain's oh, yeah. right I'm like I'm already fat I'd be like I'd die if I had your friend list right now I'd just like live in a house full of sandwiches and fried chicken <laughs> I'm like he's got every you're cool with everybody I want to be cool with but God knows I don't need to
0: be cool Yeah, with. I'm some of those people I'm not even going to introduce you to man <laughs> I've and- seen,
1: y- seen y'all Carrying the Jimmy John sandwiches on, I was like, fuck me.
0: In honor of your veins, on behalf of your veins, I'm going to say, I'm not introducing you to those dogs. (laughs)
1: Especially not the chicken man. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. I've been pretty lucky. And those are the guys that have just come on the podcast and then you kind of get to, you know, have a relationship with them or become friends with them. Um, But that was unbelievable. And then there's some points where you get a rod and reel and you're actually doing the fishing, you know, and it's like an industrial size. It's like something they sell at Home Depot.
1: Oh, dude. I just think about the distance from. What looked like where you were at on the boat to the water. Yeah, it wasn't like when you're sitting on like the little, you know, like the little boat in the bayou You probably used to get on where you just kind of tip your little toe in the water. I mean, no. it looked like it was a full blown dive.
0: We didn't, nobody touched <laughs> the water. I was at one point. I jumped in for like thirty seconds because yeah. they had some real bad sharks in there, and uh, but it, you couldn't reach out and touch the boat. Oh, to yeah, touch the water. Yeah, you oh, yeah. it looked
1: like you were high as fuck.
0: Yeah, you were. And then you go inside and you're like in a damn Marriott Plus or something. <laughs> you know God. that bitch is. How nice. many
1: days were you, you were sleeping on the water? And everything? Yeah,
0: you go to sleep out there, dude. It's like being it's like being in somebody's. It's like being. I feel like in a, just like in a damn black lady's womb, bro. That thing's comfortable.
1: <laughs> did you sleep good or did the oh, rock
0: and fuck with you? Did he rock that you sleep? Put me out. It's I like being
1: it. on a bus without the sound of the engine.
0: Oh yeah, That's it's like furniture's you know. all made out of Percocet, baby. You <laughs> fall straight to sleep on that <laughs> shit, son. I was out.
1: And it was his boat, it was Jimmy John's boat.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Jimmy John's boat, man. So that was awesome. He took me. It was my birthday, so he took me out there. And so we we flew out on Friday, uh, straight down to Bahamas, and then we. Uh, jumped on the boat, yeah. There's some dude like an island guy. Like you want the uh, roast beef sandwich? <laughs> they don't even have a Jimmy John for a thousand miles, and right. some dude standing dude's there, just sitting there with Jimmy John. With a box
2: of Jimmy
1: John. Yo, listen, Jimmy John, <laughs> John, this is for you. Uh, w- w- would you please bring back the chicken Caesar wrap? It was fire. <laughs> I mean, it was it was limited time only and I think the time was too limited, sir. If you'd like to bring it back, man, or use your influence to help your boy, man, it mean a lot to me.
0: Yeah. Fucking... We'll see. I look I'll put that word in, I'm baby. I'll send you. that yeah. I'll send yeah. that up the ladder, Yeah, baby. That's the
1: only promo clip I want from today It's me asking Jimmy John to bring a discontinued sandwich back. Hey, I,
0: I think we could I think we could help.
1: I fucking hate
0: you. I think we could help, man.
1: Um so how did you find Parker? We were just talking off camera about how much yeah, you love Parker Parker, McCollum? McCollum, Yeah, who Parker call him? You know How I, does Theo find music? That's what I'm really getting at here.
0: Oh, that's all right. And then I want to learn about how you got into music, yeah. man, cuz I want I really want my audience to know that and uh I you know what I do, man? I'm on TikTok, man. Yeah, that's they got the way. this. uh they got this fella four track that I listened to. I think he's out of South Carolina.
1: Is that the guy you came out to the other night at the comedy club? Yes, yes,
2: that show was
0: banging. Yeah, I don't know who it was. Can you pull it up? See if you can get him on here. Gang, gang, baby. Hundred more rats, not the gun in the rack. I'm country thugging. Left right. in the front, squat in the back. I'm, I'm country thugging. Better watch out when you're talking loud. Yeah, my cousins. <laughs> got lot down.
1: I'm popping now. I got country buzzing. Hundred more up the gun in the rack.
0: I'm country thugging. Left in the front, yeah, squad in man. the back. I'm country thugging. That's good, man. Yeah. Watch yeah, really good. Because I
1: remember the other about. night when we were at the Shop Show. you you was telling the sound guy, it was like, yeah, play this song. And I think I asked you afterwards. You came out. I was like, Yo, that song was fire. Who is it? He was like, four track. I was like, how do you? You were like, I just found him. You were like,
0: I just like, just found him. That's TikTok. Look, man, when you don't have a family or nothing, bro, you TikTok at night by yourself and you come across a little four yeah, track. Sadly, you know?
1: TikTok's so popular now. You do that when you have a family. Yeah. yeah oh, they're, 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 they're sad. Nor, if, if, some nights I lay in the wife of my bed and we're just watching two separate TikTok feeds. You, you, know guys, you guys are
0: just sitting there just uh, inadvertently on Walker Hayes's yeah, for, TikTok. Yeah, sure. I know so,
1: uh, it's like hell. I'm just watching <laughs> Fancy like on repeat. Like I'm being like I'm being like I'm finally getting punished for my sins of life. Oh, especially <laughs> since they talking
0: about Applebee's. I bet oh, they get too bent dude. out. Maybe yeah. some of them lyrics.
1: Oh, dude. Fucking um, milk How shakes. do I
0: find music? <laughs> I know, dude. With the Oreo shake. Uh, how do I find some music? That's probably how I got. Actually, my buddy. I was. I was telling you that story. My buddy. uh, whenever you, back in the day when you would just you know ejaculating was a big thing you know <laughs> now it's kind of like all over the place it feels like you know so much pornography back in the day you had to really You know, I remember we'd buy a drawing of some cooter or something, you know, for the weekend. You know, we had this buddy, we had this dude, Nicky, would sell us a little sketch, a little bit of cooter for the weekend. And we'd take that bitch home on Friday and bring it back on Monday, you know, because you got $2 back if you brought it back.
1: Yeah, you had to piece your own magazine together where this guy had a page from this one and this guy had a page from this one. You take three, four pages and tape them together and be your own kind of magazine. One (laughs) be a hustler, one be a playboy. It actually had yarn keeping it together. this is dicey.
0: This is my shit. But my buddy Scott would put a map up in his car. He's riding with his folks one time. He puts a map up in the car. Because at that age, if you start masturbating, that's the thing. It gets you hooked. The devil gets you hooked on your own dick. Yeah. <laughs> and you just start, bro. You're sitting there, man. And my buddy Scott did it. By, in a, He was just telling his family where they were going. And the whole time he's behind this map. Uh, just wanking <laughs> <it>. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> Just ruining Maine. Man. That's all he was doing. Bro. And I thought
1: I was a gangster because I could pull it sometime if my cellmate was asleep when I was in jail <laughs> and even then I felt pretty sketchy because there was another grown man there but could you imagine just having a car pulled, dude <laughs> oh,
0: your sister's in the, the back seat
1: kicking the seat dude that's it's
0: family cute where's yeah, Steve Harvey when that shit's going down <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know bring that question up you're over there adding tributaries to your own freaking yeah. map um, so take me through man so how did you so how did how did you get into music man how did it start for you when you're coming up where, where does the music hit you first in your life
1: my mother was probably like the sad part of the story is my mother always struggled with uh, mental health issues and addiction and she didn't leave much at all when I was a kid she was a recluse she never really left the house and uh she would like... Her making it to the kitchen table was kind of like a big deal, you know? Yeah. And you'd walk in the house and mom would be at the kitchen table and she'd have a cigarette lit and she'd be sitting on a wood chair, Indian style, right there in the kitchen back when you could smoke it. When, back when restaurants had smoking sections. Like oh, smoking yeah. inside places was a thing, you know? And she'd be there smoking a cigarette and she'd have a record playing. And she'd just have her eyes closed and I just... I could tell that the music was doing something to her, man. Like, I just remember watching her and thinking, man, this music's like, whatever that is, is helping her, mm. you know? Or she'd play like Bette Midler, The Rose, and cry. Mm. I could I could still hear in my head, play this at my funeral. And to this day, if you play Bette Midler, The Rose, right now, I might tear up. And she'd be like, play this at my funeral, uh, Jelly, play this at my funeral, Baby Jason. And she'd just smoke a cigarette. And I just remember thinking, man, I want to make people feel the way this makes my mother feel. Mm. That's the songwriting aspect of it, right? That was what ignited the songwriter in me. Now, the influences are cool because I was the baby. Right. I was the youngest. How many? Uh, Two brothers, one sister. and My sister, who she's still with to this day, was with So she's been with this man 30 something years. He Mm -hmm. pretty much lived with us from her high school years up. So I say I had three brothers, two brothers, a brother-in-law that lived with us and a sister. And we always had some broke cousin on the couch or some broke family, you know, in the living room with blow up mattresses or something. This was just like future convict. Yeah. This is our current convict or somebody on the run from the police. We had that kind of a house. And we would like.
0: Yeah, when hide so, and go seek was yeah, hide and go yeah, seek. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you
1: a story about that in a second. It's <laughs> even better. But when I got in the car with anybody, because I was the baby, I had no fucking control of the radio dial. I was the mm-hmm. last motherfucker that got to pick the radio. Oh, station. yeah. And ra- it was so important. You got to
0: who got to pick the who radio. Who got to pick
1: the radio, right? So it's like, when I was in the car, I had one brother that listened to nothing but gangster rap music. Bizzle sitting here is awesome, because he's met my whole family.
0: Yeah. Um, we got tour manager Bizzle Gibbons is sitting here yep, in the, yep, in the just, studio. Just to and throw
1: him in the middle of our shit, because looking yeah. at him, like, he's looking over there like, yeah, I met most of them. Yeah. I had one brother named Scott, that's the middle older, that was a straight gangster rap guy, like mm. Tupac Biggie, like, gangster gang. The gangsta, the more gangster, the better. What
0: well, was he dating white chicks still, or how gangster was he? Yeah, I mean, no, get? he was everywhere. Yeah, oh, he gang, was, he gang. Was,
1: Yeah, his, his dick didn't discriminate. Oh, he was, damn, he, he was boy. Man yeah. yeah, he got that vibe. Yeah, Biden. for sure. He was all about it all. And, and we lived in a super mixed neighborhood anyway, so it was just super common to, you know, like, all my brothers had a black best friend or something. It was just so many, you know, whatever. Yeah, same. The neighbors were black. We had a Chinese guy in the neighborhood. Oh, a couple of Mexicans. Dude, we had an Iranian family down at the bottom of the street that were super savage, dude. They'd bring Iranian food up, dude, Iraqi food, and it was fucking fire, dude. But, anyways, so I'm I'm fucking high, but. We, we get in the car and like yeah. all these different radio stations would play. So like one brother be gangster rap. My sister would listen to like nothing but Metallica or Stone X Temple Pilots. Y-Lite. Yeah, for sure. Like fucking Nirvana when they first yeah. came out. This was all. Huge. Oh,
0: yeah. And then I had
1: another brother listen to like super hip hop shit like Biz kind of shit. Wu-Tang Funky, shit. Cole, you know what Medina. I mean? Yeah. And then dad would listen to either jazz or back then like singer songwriter stuff like James Taylor, Jim Croce. Mm. my mother listened to motown oldies and like outlaw country music
2: Damn! so it's see.
1: like every room i'd walk into or every fucking everywhere i'd go it'd be some different music playing so when people are like dude you kind of do all kind of music so i'm like i'm a fucking human jukebox man i yeah. grew up in you know i didn't i didn't get to pick a music i liked and get to play it because i didn't fucking you know everybody else had their genre of music and their world but me I didn't have like a place I could go listen to what I wanted right, to listen right, to right? I just yeah. had to listen to whatever fucking room I walked in
0: yeah that's funny the younger brother is kind of you, kind of that, that ear victim bro yeah, you for know sure. it's like whatever you kind of you start to get into whatever anybody else is into that's, that's I never it. thought about that the older brother really gets to pick the radio and that kind of shapes the younger brother <laughs> a little bit sure, dude. it's like if my brother's listening to uh, Dr. Dre then I'm all dre up I'm buying that for t-shirt sure. with the weed 100%. leaves and when he switches to Nirvana dude I'm you know I'm Cutting my wrist, 100. but not with sharp silverware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't,
1: I didn't get to get in the car and be like, I really want to listen to 107.5 <laughs> The River. Nobody gave a fuck what I wanted to listen to. You know, like we didn't even know you could yeah. talk. I tell you, the first cassette tape I ever got given. They, right. I got all these gifts for Christmas, and then they were like, "We got one last gift from you, and this is from your bro- this is from your brothers and sisters." And I was like, "Oh, this is this is probably gonna be the coolest gift ever." And they gave me a little b package, and it was a cassette tape, and it was Rex and Effects Rump Shaker. Yeah. And I was like, this is gangster. And I remember at that moment, it was something that was finally mine because mm. they had, some mama had bought me a boom box and daddy bought me a boom box, but nobody I didn't have none to play in it yet. Yeah. So then my brother and they did the coolest thing besides that. And then when the, they, they hand me the Rex and effects tape, then they handed me five blank cassette tapes. And I said, what are these for? And they were like, we're going to show you how to record songs off the radio. You remember this era? Oh, right. Yeah, when you put man. the cassette tape in, listen for all of y'all that want to know how old I am. I'm that fucking old. Top ten, that's that top would, ten. Yeah, came you'd go on? to the top ten and you'd wait and wait for the perfect moment for the song to start. And then you'd hit the play and record yeah. button. You got to get it just, just right because right. you didn't want to hear the radio no. the DJ or the skip. You want just the song. You stop right there. Yeah. And you play it for one more second so there was a space between the two songs. God. And then you'd hit it again. Mm. You know, or you'd call and request a song that wasn't popular <gasps> yet, and you'd have to wait for hours for yeah. them to play it.
0: They're like, who's this donkey? Yeah. And they yeah. taught
1: me that, so I started making, like, mixed cassette tapes. And I knew I was onto to something different then because, like, I'd get in the car and find out, I got a cassette tape, and they'd be like, we don't care about your cassette tape, but please play it. And it would, like, go from, like, <laughs> rap to something else, and the brother would be like, what the fuck is up? I'd be like, well, Shelby taught me about this song. So, so everybody so, you know, got
0: happy. So you really were. You really were like a jukebox.
1: Yeah. Oh, to this day, man, you you play very few songs that I'm not like. Yeah, I know that, Eric.
0: Do you have a body? Do you have balls? Do you have do you have a body with balls on it? Well, our friends at Manscaped, the global leader in below-the-waist hygiene, are turning men's shower dreams into their favorite routine with the all-new Ultra Premium Collection. It's the all-in-one hygiene, skin, and hair bundle designed to upgrade every day man's shower routine from head to toe your skin hair and balls deserve this save big by going to manscaped.com for 20 percent off and free shipping with code t-h-e-o that's right they have cologne infused ultra premium body wash they have shampoo conditioner deodorant hydrating moisturizer spray lip balm everything they take care of you That's right. And they're using the lawnmower electric trimmer to clean off any unwanted body hair. That's included. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Theo at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code Theo at manscaped.com. It's time to get wet and clean with your new Manscaped shower routine. Ball up. With more folks hitting the road, more accidents are happening. And insurance rates are going up. Lucky for us, our friends at The Zebra are here to help. They make it easy to save hundreds on car home insurance. Save your money, man. You spend an extra dollar, save them, bro. Don't be an idiot. The Zebra compares home and car quotes from every insurance company side by side, giving you all the facts you need to make the right decision. The Zebra saves people an average of nine hundred and twenty-two dollars a year. You could buy a damn boat with that. Uh, they save on car and home insurance combined. I, dude, last year I would look at my home ins- my insurance. Man, I was spending. I can't even I tell you how much. Not a ton, but it was like sixty extra dollars a month, and I saved it. Save time and money in minutes. You can do it show your support for the show by going to this special url the slash t-h-e-o and get your free quote today that's at the slash theo so what so what was the family life like what was it what was it like growing up were you guys like uh so you had a mom and y'all had a stepdad or no step no no, i had a father oh you had yeah, a dad
1: best friend in the world sweetest dude on earth he uh taught me oh that's right buddy was your life. dad right yeah, buddy was my yeah, dad yeah i've He's, heard stories about him he is a fucking legend he really is, dude. Old school gangster, just laid back, um, storyteller, but softly spoken. Didn't talk nearly as much as me, but said a lot more. Mm. And he was an old school gangster like that. But uh, dad and mother were together whenever I was younger. They divorced in my earlier teenage years. And why they divorce, you think? Oh fuck, dude. You know, frankly, mom. You know, God, I love her to death. Sorry if you're watching this, Birdie, but she. Uh, you know, she just she she dealt with so much of her own shit, man. I just I couldn't I, I don't who she is now and who she was in her two different people. So I'm sure she won't be offended by this. I couldn't have been with her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who she was back then. I mean, he was pushing a square through a circle for a long time. You know, mm. she was really struggle. I mean, I'm talking about a woman that I didn't see not wearing a nightgown for 15 years. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like oh, I don't yeah. have a memory of her being like in a kindergarten thing or you know what I mean? Like none of that shit.
0: Damn, so that must have left you feeling almost like I mean, if your mom wasn't showing up for a lot of stuff, you probably left you feeling kinda Unseen or something. Sometimes, for sure. And no judgment against your mom. Look, my mom struggles with a lot of that, and it's just they went through it. So somebody did it. You know, they went through it.
1: Yeah, in their era, you know. Now that I'm old enough, I look back at her and go, man, she grew up in a house with three other sisters. She she grew up with a single mother. My mother's seventy three years old. So if you think about her growing up with a single mother raising four kids, Mm. she was the town whore in everybody's
2: eyes. Yeah,
1: that's normal now. You see a bitch at the grocery store right now with five kids and be like, shit, I'm she must be from Antioch yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying it's yeah, like yeah. you seen it back then it was like you fucking whore you yeah, know what I mean you yeah, damn yeah, harlot, You know, looking for yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah you know it's like totally different world so I mean I kind of get where she came from and her her mother, which was my granny, was just just fucking mean as a fucking beaver on meth. She was just a fucking you know what I'm saying. She was mean, dude. And I knew that about her. So you know damn. I get I get where you know her issues, but yeah, they had divorced. But pops was a uh, pops ran a meat company for years. He's like, oh damn,
0: what kind yeah, of meat was oh,
1: dude? It? We got three generations of meat salesmen. Oh really, field. dude? I can tell you more about a pig than I can tell you about pussy, and damn. I know a little bit about both. And I'm telling you, man, it's just something, dude. He was uh my. My grandfather was ran a meat truck called DeFord Sausage Company. And then my father took it over and it was called DeFord Wholesale Meats.
0: Hmm. So and they then, changed LLCs, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, dad got into the wholesale business. You know, my, my grandfather was old enough that they actually rode around in a truck and went door to door. This is back when the closest grocery store to a neighborhood was 15, 20 minutes away, and it was a buy rider or C.B. Smith oh, or yeah. a Piggly Wiggly. yeah. Piggly Wiggly, yeah. This oh. is long before Walmart, so, you know, you probably grew up in an era where the meat trucks came to the neighborhood.
0: Yeah. You know. Well, we had—I remember—they had a dude who a Swan's truck or something. Yeah, and this dude would roll through, and this dude honestly was banging some ladies, bro. This—I I don't know how this guy was a real Casanova, bro. You <laughs> know what dude. I'm saying? He would, and the second he saw the kids, he'd be all pissed and stuff. You could tell, but um, he was. Yeah, they had everything in there fro like frozen things of cookies and uh, beef. He had the beef area. He had to get in the beef area. Yeah. Uh, the beef area I remember when you opened that bitch up it was like oh yeah all the, the it was so cold in there as a child you couldn't even look in there for long you was afraid no. to even look at the beef yeah. and then he, they, they came through with the little Chinese food portal at one point and that's when I think the people I was living with at the time they cut it off man they said we're not doing all of that yeah, shit
1: yeah well at that point it wasn't far away from being food trucks in that era but yeah, yeah that, it was like an early food truck, yeah, but you yeah. had to cook it. Yeah, for sure. No, but you yeah, had Big Buford. My grandfather would just pull up with a, and he did nothing but pork. It was just sausage. It was a D Ford sausage company. It was a family recipe. We still have it to this day. And, uh, my father was entrepreneurial so he was like, I wanna sell more than pork, so he got into poultry and beef. Oh damn. as well. And he was like, instead of taking it door to door, change with the times, I'm not just gonna service door to door in the small piggly wigglies and buy rights. I'm gonna start going to local barbecue pits and local restaurants that were local owned and local red and you know, he was a, he sold meat that way and, and and housed his own meat. My brother now, my oldest brother, the one that was more of a hip hop head, um, he he still is does still oh, yeah. He's still in the meat Y'all business. He's still in the meat business to this doing day.
0: Meat.
1: Yeah. Mm. Oh, dude, it's still, you know, and it tickles me pink because it's like my dad's still here. I go hang out with my brother and all his meat salesman friends. Yeah.
0: And
1: it's funny how that business is generational that way because most of them guys, your meats daddy was in the meat business, you know. I, a lot of businesses guy. are. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot of the police
0: officers, boat yeah. captains, a lot of things are, sure. uh, it just comes down through the family line. Um, I was the
1: only one that had a vision outside of anything like that. My other brother ended up doing a, a survey. He's a land surveyor uh, and does all that kind of stuff. Oh, damn. He's like a, into like engineering and stuff, civil mm. engineering.
0: Yeah, I got I actually got my degree in urban planning, bro. Um, in
1: urban planning?
0: Yeah, I'm a uh, I'm urban planner, I guess. I mean, I am. I don't know. I don't know if my license is active or whatever. I don't know if I ever got a license, but I am. I guess I'm legally an urban planner, I guess. I mean, I got the you know, I did it. You know, I think it's mostly about I mean, I know what it's about. It's about neighborhoods like if you have to have like a say you're putting together a neighborhood and somebody needs you need to know where the post box post office box is going or like if a mail truck is coming through how to get it through like the you know give it the best directions right right uh yeah, he deals with the, like,
1: uh, can you build here? Is this a flood land or, uh, yeah. you know, shit like that. And But, yeah, I'm the only one that even took to, like, something artist-driven or creative-minded at all.
0: So when did it start to, like, really take shape or something? Or what do you think kind of uh, – did you have some pitfalls or something? Like, what was it like in your teen years growing up? Because I know you got into some trouble, right? Yeah, yeah, I got into a little trouble. So the other side of my
1: father that – Was the side that I seen the most more than the hard working salesman was. He was a hustler. Yeah. So my father booked bets on the side most of his life. You know, it's part of part of a story that he didn't tell. Because later in life, he went on to marry a fucking Methodist minister and totally different dude than the dude I grew up with, you know, which I love both versions of him. But I grew up with the old gangster that booked bets. You know, I I grew up on a bar stool with him booking bets and
0: and what bets on anything football game, all kind of well, stuff well he
1: ran like the old school football cards
0: yeah I remember so he that
1: wasn't was. just like a gambler he was the dude who booked them so we, he'd drop off football cards to like Stanley Street Bar and Larry's and Antioch and TGI Friday's in Antioch when it first opened up and like all these local bars he would run football cards through and he, he, he'd take phone bets, to parlays and you know flat and up, I remember flat the ups. card
0: I remember my buddy's dad worked over at like uh, a Ford dealership right mm-hmm. and he'd come home sometimes he'd give us a card you know we could you know, we put five, six dollars on it or something. That's when five or six dollars was a lot. It was a big deal, especially
1: for you just to be guessing if it's going to work. And, you know, he made a deal with all of us brothers when we were younger that, you know, he said, I'll give you a choice. I'll either pay you per football card that you put out or I won't pay you per football card and I'll let you share in the revenue of it. So his thing was like, either you can take this risk and make more money with me or I'll just give you a flat fee for every you know, Dang. X amount of dollars per football card you put in the streets. Mm. So he kind of taught us that work ethic, and it was fun to watch the brothers because you have some that played it safe, you know, and then you had the mes, and that's when he knew something was going to be different. You got me, risky. And, me and another brother, we had some cousins that played it safe. Me and all the brothers went for the risky. risky. Me and all brothers were like, no, nah, fuck that, we're going for it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, we're putting it all on the line. Yeah. We're trying to upsell people on bets, you know, and trying to figure it out, so... I always had that hustler in me. And then when mom and dad divorced, I stayed with mama. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt like she was the one that needed me. Yeah. But, you know, in hindsight, yeah. as a kid, I should have never, you know, I should have went with where I should have went with what I needed, not what I thought somebody else needed. But but I, that just know, shows your mama. nature
0: as a human probably. Yeah. Yeah. For know.
1: sure. I love my mom. I thought my mama needed me. So I was like, OK, now I got to be the. And I didn't learn enough about football. I didn't, you know, who's I was fucking fourteen, like 15, 16 years old. I can't go book bets.
0: Yeah, So fuck I was like, the well, Jets. Just, That's yeah, most yeah it's know. Like,
1: right. Yeah, it's like I'll just fucking, you know, I'll I'll go, you know, whatever. I'll just go find alternate means of money. And for that, it was you know, drugs, and drugs normally lead to robbing, and you know, just goofy shit as a kid. I just got in a lot of trouble. I ended up in juvenile for a lot of years, and the juvenile years rolled over, and because I went to juvenile, you know, I think the first time when I was like thirteen or fourteen, and just kind of went to that revolving door, ended up yeah. in our penitentiary, ended up in group homes, kept running from them.
0: What was that penitentiary like? Was it
1: pretty, What anything you miss about it?
0: Dude, no.
1: No, fuck no, man. I tell people all the time, jail prison all that stuff dude is when people are like i love when dudes are like we just i just talked to uncle joey about this old Mm -hmm. joey coco yeah and we were talking about how some dudes go to prison enough that they start talking about them like they're malls (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah that was actually had really good food (laughs) and yo you know that one had the prettiest guards and i'm like this ain't a fucking mall they all sucked that one had an american eagle like like my best memory in jail Sucks compared to my worst memory at home. You know what I'm saying? Like when now, they're like, "What was the best day you ever had in jail?" It's like I came back and the whole unit threw me a birthday party. I was uh, working in the kitchen and I came in and everybody had like put all their snacks together and they'd set up a big jelly roll birthday party because I was going home soon. So it was like a going away birthday party. And as as much as my soul was touched for all these fucking gangbangers and criminals to celebrate me. It sucked. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, it's like the worst birthday I've ever had at home yeah. fucking swapped that one. You know what I'm
0: saying? Google surprise party in prison and see what comes up. Yes. I didn't want to get an image in my head. Uh, and did they have any, uh, let's get a couple images there. Let's see some. Yeah,
1: let's see if this even pops up.
0: Let's see. Oh, there's probably a band called it. I'm yeah, sure no, there is. That's oh, the problem nowadays. You Google anything and there's some shitty band named after it.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we're not getting much.
0: No, if we, we didn't oh, have camera phones in there. Oh, the here's time. a cake right there. Click on yeah. that cake. Yeah, happy
1: birthday, Jamal. Now, imagine if somebody oh, made saying,
0: yo, Jamal, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: You know, the best part of that is if they would have made that out of honey buns, it'd be realistic, right? Oh, That'd yeah. That'd be some stuff, because, you know, you get a canteen in there and stuff. Oh, because y'all had to make bootleg cakes, huh? Yeah, oh, dude. Look, but i tell you what, because of that, my fat ass can whip, boy. I can really? really? Can, I can make something out of next to nothing
0: now so you'd be in there like where what was your space in the penitentiary environment what, what what kind of guy were you were you just kind of the guy making everybody laugh were you the were you kind of a hardhead or what kind of no dude I was just dude I, I guess I probably
1: made people laugh and entertain we did freestyle Fridays and I worked in the kitchen and you know yeah, I was just there, dude. My young juvenile years, I was more of a hardhead because I was the only white guy there, and I felt like I had a point to prove, so I was, yeah. you know, whatever. And did but they ever then, let you
0: say the N-word or not?
1: Uh, You know what's crazy is that is a word... In which context, right? Because there's one way in which you're never allowed to say it, right? No matter yeah. what, yeah, yeah. And then the like other that. way, you know, there's certain white guys that, yeah, for sure, in different different penitentiaries and prisons and jails. Every now and, and then, stuff, somebody, yeah, there's yeah, a for cool sure. black guy, just, guy that like yeah, let you for get sure. away. With They'll it. let you get away with it. Just you know, you just want to make sure you don't have a neighbor recording you or nothing. You know, yeah, that stuff will stick with you. But, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Shout out to our boy, but no, I'm just joking. Yeah. I love you, Bubba. But you know, it's like you want to make sure that. Yeah, no, they don't. You know, it's different, man. And it's also different per jail. Every jail and every prison and everything has a different structure. You know, it gets way more racist in federal prison than in state prison. And it's especially like county jails is a totally different world because you know
0: everybody. Yeah. When
1: you go to the county jail, there's like a degree of separation between you and everybody in
0: the county jail. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it's all it's local. That's it's a good all point. local.
1: Like worst case scenario, you're from North Nashville. We're two minutes away from me dropping somebody's name in North Nashville that we both know. Yeah. You know what I mean? The other problem with that is it's a lot of real drama in there though. Like where guys have been like, I have been waiting to run into you because oh. you had a problem with my cousin, oh. you know, whatever year, yeah, so, you know.
0: Oh yeah, that's really that's really the uh, that's the real confluence yeah. of the local yeah. bullshit. Yeah,
1: where it's like in the federal scale, there's no way me and a dude in
0: Wisconsin ever have a personal problem with each other, right, right, where, right. Where you
1: know in the county jail, I had a lot of personal problems with people. And know? what about a lot of
0: gays in there? Any any type of activity like that? A lot of gay activity, or was that? Is when that, you
1: get to like prison, prison, you start having dudes that are you know busting her butt open. Yeah. But the county jail that's not happening. I spent more time in the county jail than the big prison, so. Yeah. Cuz I was more of a revolving door kind of criminal. Mm. Go for a year or two, come home, go for a year or two, come home. You know, oh, I'm yeah. just like a I was that guy. Yeah, I like, was a, like oh, he's back. You know what I'm saying? That was like kind of Like somebody that.
0: that winters in Florida like that kind yeah, of
1: Yeah, exactly. Fucking totally right. Like a guy that goes to losers, you know, once every two weeks, or winners. Oh or yeah. Red, I was a red door kind of guy. You know, it's like I was just oh he's back. You know. And yeah. those are
0: local bars. People don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um. Super Nashville talk, y'all. So <laughs> what about uh? So when? So when you kind of got when music kind of got kind of took over your life, did that have an effect? Like, tell me kind of how you got. How did you get into the music, Dan? I was just.
1: I started writing raps young just because i didn't think i had a cool voice to sing you know and nobody in the family sang to teach me to sing so i would write like raps and that was obviously like i don't know how much of that we caught earlier but that was the language of the community hip-hop was the language of the neighborhood you know a super mixed community i grew up like you you know what i'm saying like it always is a poor
0: neighborhood man it's really because black uh, shit is cool usually So it's like black shit always is the cool shit.
1: Right, one hundred percent. No it's to this day, hip hop has influenced every genre of music on earth. Whether people want to admit it or not. I hear it the most in country music. I mean, I hear hip hop melodies, hip hop drums, eight oh eights. That is just so prevalent in country music. But You know, hip-hop was the language of the community, so that was kind of what I got into first, and I'd freestyle at tables, and in juvenile, I'd freestyle battle people, and I tell this story, it's my favorite story to tell about my father. I was getting bound over as a juvenile and charged as an adult. I would made a decision as a child that they warranted me being charged as an adult, and I ended up with that felony on my record for a crime I committed at 16. To this day, I can't get rid of that felony. and. When they bound me over, the only good thing that happened was I got a bond. Mm. I'm 17 years old. I'm going to the county jail. They let me call one person when I get to the county jail. And who was it? Pops. 100% man. of the time, I'm calling my dad. I'm calling. And he buddy. answered. One man. That was my guy. The dude supported me more than I could tell you, buddy. Stories till I'm blue in the face. He he was the most supportive dude of my wild shit of anybody. When I wanted to quit music, probably six year five six years ago. I sat down with him for seven years ago, and I was like, Pops, I'm just, I'm not, it's not going to work. I was sitting at the tin roof of Bar right on the Mummery Street that they have a plaque with his name in there. He was a legend at this spot.
0: Yeah, this is in uh, Nashville.
1: Yeah, this is a super beautiful spot right on the Mummery. You ever come through swing through? And uh, they serve everything out of plastic. I would say beautiful.
0: It was not the term I would use for it, but it is a good spot. Yeah, for
1: sure. <laughs> the
0: higher floors you go, it gets extremely sticky until you get, you can't even leave, I don't think, the fourth yeah. floor.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, you're talking about the Broadway one, though.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm thinking I'm that I'm old
1: that. school OG Demumbrian, right? Oh, okay, I'm still never the one mind. Right there in the, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that yeah. one is nice. Yeah, and everything's served out of plastic, which was fucking what my dad thought was the greatest, because he'd take a drink to go with them every day. You believe in stem cells? I don't know anything about them, dude hell you're you you be way beyond my pay grade of intelligence at this point
0: I mean I want just, to get hair plugs is that close to the
1: same thing or not no? you're doing
0: uh, <laughs> no you're doing fine, I think on the hair man. I'm uh. hurting, a
1: up, up, listen, man, my fear in life is balding. Is it? I can't be fat and bald. Oh, you know what I'm saying? On, Dude, I listen, dog, when you're fat, you got to pick struggles very intelligently, Theo. Really? Yeah, man. I don't get to be, you know, you can have a kind of a smelly day and get away with it because you're an old handsome fucker. Not me. Damn. If I'm fat and smelly, it sticks forever. I got to make sure I am smelling That's my best. That's true, huh? Yeah. If you wake up and forget deodorant, you're like, oh, a little musty. i wake up and forget deodorant. That'll log. That's They'll a talk damn ecosystem, oh, huh? Oh, dude, it I will, it will
0: follow me like pig pen. Oh, you'll have oh, moss Charlie on the, Brass. Brass. the north side yeah, by afternoon. Yeah, I can't yeah. afford I, I can't be fat and bald, damn. man. Yeah. Yeah, because you're a bigger guy, man. What's it like being bigger?
1: Well, you got to make sure every chair won't hurt you or break you. You look That's first, though. Well, you've got to give
0: it a test. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For sure. You got to ease into it. Yeah, uh, man. Damn, I don't think about that kind of stuff. And were you always a big guy since you were young? Yeah, dude. I was fat as a kid, man. I've just always
1: struggled with, like, and I think it's a part of my, my personal mental health struggles, right? We all have our own things and our own demons yeah. and vices. And for me, I could literally go on a three-day cocaine bender right now and wake up on the fourth day and be like, well, that was a lot of fun and not do it again for weeks or months, you know? But, dude, you fucking set some snacks out somewhere and don't let me hover around them more than two or three minutes. I'll start filling my pockets up like I'm in jail and I'm wow. never going to see
0: them again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, like, for sure. You want them snacks, yeah. Yeah, I'm all about the snacks. Do you um – um? Does it scare you your weight? Does it worry you?
1: Yeah, all the time, dude. I don't want to be this fat. Hell, I don't want people commenting on, he's going to die. It's going to happen for sure. You know what I mean? Oh, damn, oh, bro. Dude, I mean, it might be me writing it, <laughs> yeah, too, bro. Right. Yeah. Like, I got a couple of uh, yeah. ghost accounts. <laughs> a couple of ghost yeah. accounts. You know, it's like, you don't want to go through that. And yeah. I'm on the, I got a nutritionist now. And I've been working on working on my weight this year more than I have in a long time. But I also don't worry about it as much as I should because I've been on this roller coaster my whole life. Where I'm a little more plump right now, but I can show you pictures when I was less plump and I can show you pictures when I was more plump. I just kind of, you know, it's kind of part of what I, what I deal with, just trying to get on the other side of the mountain.
0: Do you feel like, um, well, one, two questions. Have you ever tried any of, like, because I know they do a lot of those surgeries and stuff. Have you ever done anything like that where they, like, get into your system or whatever? Yeah, I'm just
1: not with that. Don't, you know, I'm not going to, I don't know, man. Don't fuck, I don't want to get cut on and all that old
0: shit. And, yeah. Yeah, I just don't know know what people do. You know, you know what
1: the most selfish thing I can say right now is, but it's real. I've heard when you do the surgery, it fucks with your ability to intake anything, which I would love for that to be the case with food. But like they were like, well, you can't drink more than a half gallon of water a day on or it'll make you sick what like i don't want to spend okay. my life i'd rather die young yeah not young like this but like you know
0: then having to measure
1: your water then you have to it. measure my water you know what i'm saying yeah. like just little stuff that. like yeah when they started explaining some of the stuff to me because i went and talked to the dude you know what i mean like I don't, there's no there's not a fat person on earth that can afford the surgery that hasn't at least went and talked to the person about the surgery yeah you know and when he started explaining it to me i was just like and he was honest enough too he's like look man I think that if you just put your mind to it, you'll lose the weight again. It's been proven that you can lose the weight. What hasn't been proven is that I can keep the weight off. Mm. So that's what we got to figure oh, yeah. out next.
0: That's such a struggle for so many people, man. You know, I, I I don't know what that's like. I know what the struggle is like, but I don't know what that struggle is like. Do you feel though? Also, you're so recognizable as this like larger than life character. Do you feel like being larger? You almost have to be larger. No, dude. It's like I think the real side of it is
1: it's a decision to live. And I'm just starting to make that decision. Mm. I spent most of my life. Oh, yeah.
0: Not giving a fuck if I live or not. Just not giving
1: yeah. a fuck.
0: I feel <laughs> you know that what I mean? bro, like yeah.
1: I tell people to this day, like when I really start to get angry, I have to I've had to have this moment with a few grown men in my life where I'm like, dog, do I look like somebody that cares? Like, you should really assess that before you talk to me <laughs> crazy. Like, I have everything written on my body to show you I don't give a fuck about a lot. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm just starting to give a fuck. Like I'm just looking at my 14 year old daughter. Like I used to be like, if I could just live till she's 18, I'd be okay. Now I'm starting to be like, i'd like to meet my grandkids i think yeah you know it's like you're starting to think about shit you didn't think about before
0: isn't that kind of magical when those ideas come in your head that think make you believe you care about yourself
1: yes that's That's insane it's little stuff that's like i think i do want to meet my grandchildren yeah so that's what made me hire a nutritionist before it was like a chore to be like i just want to stay alive till she's 18 so i don't create any more unnecessary trauma in her life yeah you know what i'm saying and then it's like you know it was about her and then it's kind of like selfishly now it's about me it's like i don't know man i kind of want to hang out with the grandkids i kind of want to kind of want to see where this thing ends up with her
0: yeah i want to see what jelly yeah when jelly starts to kind of coagulate i want to be there
1: yeah for sure i want to kind of look because like now she's cool enough at 14 that i'm like dude i bet she's gonna kick ass at 25 i I want to see that yeah you know what i'm saying like oh dude she's gonna be a whole different human at 35 fuck i didn't know my ear for my asshole at 25 wait till she's 35 i'm like fuck i gotta live for 30 years not 20 you know what like oh god damn, I damn
0: i'm gonna weight. have to fucking stay yeah, alive i'm
1: gonna have to do a push-up or something yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying Fuck. what uh how'd you a get banana. the child oh dude complete accident really yeah man for sure Never and played. was it I like
0: didn't... a one-night stand
1: deal or were no, you in No, no, i was on and off with the girl for a long time man uh, uh well until i one of the one of my cycles of jail i had bailey when i was in jail
0: okay you know what I mean? Was kind of my thing. So And did you uh was it your first girlfriend? Was it was she the mother of the of the child? Yeah, well, not my first girlfriend,
1: but you know, or one of my earlier girlier girlfriends. Believe it or not, to be a big fella, I've always fancied myself with women.
0: Yeah. I've well, always, your, you know. <laughs> your wife is a real your wife got them hammers on her, baby. She got them down. Fucking front yams, baby. She got them.
1: dog. She is a stacked deck mm. and she is a fucking sweetheart of a woman my God. and she's a fucking pit bull when she needs to <clears> be i married oh, a full-blown german shepherd you know <laughs> yeah yeah, so yeah she she mixes the pot perfectly but i've always my, my wife tells people this is like i love it when she gets with people one, they're like she she's a gold digger like i was piss broke when i met bunny she financially supported me for years
0: yeah Two. And Bunny is his wife's name. Yeah, but, and, and, and Bunny got them rabbits, yeah, too. Yeah, I'll tell you that, sure, boy. Bunny you know what I'm saying? Yep, Mr. Yep. McGregor's garden, yeah, for son. Sure. Motherfucker want to give
1: her the carrot. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> she. <laughs> But, and then she'll tell people, too, like, dude, I'm not the first bad bitch my husband's ever fucked. Yeah. Like, she's the first person to tell people, like, I've always fancied, you know, a good conversation with a nice lady. Yeah. So that wasn't she. Either. So the girl I had a kid with wasn't my first one. She was just the first one that the pull-out technique didn't work with. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Damn. I got a son, too. He's almost six. Oh, really? With the bunny? No, no, not not different relationship. Hey, they kind of yeah. co-excited there, but uh, I just, I... This girl was pregnant We wasn't together And I didn't really know much About the situation With the pregnancy Like you know whatever Yeah I knew she was pregnant And I knew it was mine But we wasn't together At the time she got pregnant And me and Bunny Started courting each other And yeah, it's a longer story But yeah it's yeah, not my favorite story To tell But yeah I got a son too And he's cool as fuck
0: What about that first girlfriend You remember that one Or first kiss Take me there man Take me on a little bit Of that adventure Oh dude it was the girl Across the street Who it was always yours? is that Was that girl
1: Across the street too I <clears throat>
0: I think it was, dude. They had this girl across the street from me that had that Lloyd Christmas on her, bro. She was chipped out. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, dude. She had that sand wedge little right there. little shit like
1: that f- that's kind of cute, though, right? On that f- oh, I
0: yeah. thought it was. I'd never seen it. Yeah. You know, it was just damn beautiful. <laughs> her tooth had that damn cowlick, you know? Right. And uh, And some people locked us in a room, some adults and, you know, perverts really and they were like watching through the door and yelling kiss and fuck you know no. <laughs> and we didn't know anything about it man you know and she was the cutest girl chrissy was her name and she we ended up so we just kissed you know chrissy but i think that was my first kiss and then there was another time this beautiful girl we were playing spin the bottle dude and i don't even know i i was so scared to even sit at this circle i was. We we're sitting in the circle and for years, I remembered thinking we were sitting around a fire, and then I just remembered that's how scared I was. Oh. I felt like there was a fire in front of me because some there was a chance there could be a kiss. Yes, you know? and this girl named Emily, man, the bottle stopped on her, and I always thought like somewhere, like in the last uh, chasm or whatever of my heart, that she care, thought thought about me mm. or thought you know thought I was you know a try or whatever. I don't know and she got to pick whoever she wanted in the circle, dude, and she came over to me and fucking the fire got, people were throwing logs on the fire, I'm just so scared. And I remembered seeing on television, I think on Magnum PI, uh, somebody had kissed somebody with their mouth open, you know, and so that's, so she comes in to kiss me and I just remember just being like, like opening my mouth up real wide, you know, and everybody laughed at me and, She still tried to kiss me kind of, but it was just fucking embarrassing. But anyway, man, what happened to you?
1: (laughs) Wasn't that cool? It was a girl. (laughs) hurts so a little, I, dude. I, I seen the pain. I felt bad for a second. I, I was a girl across the street. Her name was Krista Hayes. Krista Renee Hayes. Oh, Renee. Dude, name.
0: I'll tell you this. Every poor kid, their middle name, the girl is Renee. Fucking Renee. How, is it not? <laughs> no, for sure. I got two nieces yeah, from for, the same mother, sure. and both of them's middle name are <laughs> Renee. Renee.
1: No, those families have middle names. Like, ours is Ann. I dated two girls that had the middle name Ann, and my daughter then had the middle name Ann. Yeah. So, it's fucking... It's that... My my grandmother's name was Margaret Elizabeth Ann or Margaret Ann. But Renee is that poor, Renee yeah. is poor white oh, middle dude, name. Oh, dude, for sure. Yeah, it's just got a, it's got a, it feels rasly dazzly.
2: Yeah. Renee. Renee. Yeah.
1: yeah. Krista Renee Hayes. Especially her name was Hayes, so I thought the nay in Hayes was cool. Renee Krista Hayes. Renee Hayes. Yeah. Yeah, she was my first kiss, man. She was a little blonde girl across the street. And God, she, she sounds was, beautiful. She was cute. She was cute as a button, dude. She was a little bitty thing and she was awesome. That was my first kiss. My first blow job was outside of a girl's group home.
0: Oh, yeah, I could see that.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? I
0: could the easily see The dudes' group
1: home that. and the girls' group home was by each other. And
0: yeah. And what happened? You snuck over there? Or what yeah, was but it? we
1: used to meet outside and hang out because we were allowed to hang out outside. Mm-hmm. And then one day we went over by the, the house where the air conditioning unit. Air conditioning unit, unit bro. Yeah, God. right there
0: by the air conditioning many, unit. Why don't air conditioning units <laughs> advertise you <laughs> can get blown behind They're here? the best, dude. Dude, it, uh. and it's the noise kind of you know keeps oh, you yeah, feel, keeps makes you feel everything. like more cover. Yeah, and if you fuck on top of it, it kind of... Kind of shakes
1: and it gives off a little like hot air. Oh, like that's what we needed. You know how the thing is up top; it gets a little like it's like a, uh, like a stove thing kind of on top of that it. It blows a little hot air. Oh yeah, the thing. Yeah. it's kind of sexy. Yeah. Really. But I went over there. And I, got, almost, I got my kinda. first blow job and I knew right then that that was fucking the greatest thing ever
0: oh you was in the blow jobs at that
1: point. oh dude listen i mean i knew that i I was excited to get the pussy and it was a little let down compared to what the blowy was oh you yeah. know what i'm saying so yeah fucking ever since then it's kind of you know the other thing's almost a chore it's like oh we got to do that but
0: yeah, there's something interesting about somebody being willing to admit they're willing to put their face on your penis.
1: Yeah, for absolute truth. Until, until the point of it, it spitting.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That whole shit is just. Until you get. Yeah. Wild. When you hit pure. Yeah. There's. You know, I remember this gal tried to give me a BJ. And uh, I mean, to Well, a couple times. One time it was at a party. We were going to sneak off into the woods. And the woods, we didn't know it was swampland, right? So we're oh. back there. 30, 40 yards into these woods, and it's like that. Remember that movie, Artex and the Swamp of Sadness? It's oh. just damn, we're up to our necks, and damn, I mean, leeches. Uh, I mean, who knows? I mean, right. there's no potential. I mean, Mother Nature's blowing me yeah, at this point. Sure. Something's blowing oh, yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? There's It's thick. We're in where some you're from, sludge. it could have legit been a goddamn
1: alligator. Oh, it could have been anything, shit, bro. Sure.
0: It could have been a toothless alligator, boy. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Humming nub down oh, there. Toothless but alligator. But I'll tell you this, man, uh, so we couldn't do it. Because of weather, you know logistics. Right. So then, two or three weeks later, there's a there's another party. So y'all had a rain delay. Oh yeah, and yeah. Rescheduled
1: yeah. the game. the for sure, oh, think about it. You're finna get your first blow job.
0: Ref <laughs> calling it off. The
1: game gets called off.
0: And uh, it's a fucking And that warning. had been. I mean, it was the bare grills of you know we were out in the you know it was damn it was I was getting hungry. That's how long I was out there. <laughs> so then the next time was another party, and me and her snuck outside and she starts to give me some type of a blow job or something and the girl who's pals it is the mom comes out from behind a tree dude oh. and we're right there and she's like what's going on and um i didn't know what to say and you're you know? like you know what's going on lady <laughs> and i i felt like she kind of should have known you yeah, know for sure. but i remember just saying that uh this girl was washing my penis, I remember saying. <laughs> and the mom looked at me like I was such an asshole for saying that. And I said it off the tip of my tongue. I thought it wasn't that bad of a thing to say. And uh, and she made us go back to the party. She just like, you guys go back to the party. and
1: Oh, uh, she didn't even get to enjoy it. She got rained out the first time and got fucking the flag on the plate the second time. And
0: then... <laughs> Some guy at school beat me up and stole her from me. No, you because your... he heard she was giving blowjobs. No fuck god. So damn man That's, god the worst
1: uh, feeling in the world is getting your ass kicked about a piece of pussy you didn't get yeah, you
0: know what i'm yeah. saying fuck man oh uh, man that time was fun man god yeah. it was fun
1: no i still remember my first hummer it was fucking absolutely awesome damn, yeah, it, was yeah.
0: fucking, it was a thing i still yeah. remember her name too it was anita Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah really? Sure. Oh, yeah. Anita is an interesting name. Huh?
1: Yeah, it was another one of those names. Spanish lady. <laughs> no, no. She was all American purebred white trash like myself.
0: Amen. Yeah. yeah. Anita. I could see that being. Yeah. That's very much. I could see that being like also a white kind of white trash name. Blue Chew. You know it. Blue Chew, baby. Then penile hitters, daddy. It's a unique online service. Delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. If you want that extra confidence when it's time for sex, when you're in or doing sex or considering it, Blue Chew can help. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers, they work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. You don't like swallowing pills? No problem. The tablets are chewable. Chew your way to that hearty wang. That's right. And guys, here's a special deal for you. If you wanna get well in that heater, baby, try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code, T-H-E-O, to meet up. That's right, use promo code Theo at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping, that's bluechew.com. Promo code Theo to receive your first month for free. So then how did the music really start to pop off? When did that start to really bloom in your life, you know?
1: When I was incarcerated the last time, <laughs> they, all stories go
0: back to this. <laughs> Sadly, um, now are you behind bars? Actually, or are you just like in a little room with a door? Well, it depends. I've always every, wondered that. Every
1: jail's different. They have some that are actually like barred. You prefer the bars or the door? Oh, a door, a little more privacy. Yeah. You know, there's a little little peep window there. You know what I mean? A little pie flap. The Hand you food through if you're locked down or something. But.
0: And did y'all have any sports groups in there? where you? Is it were like? Yeah, a... I
1: boxed whenever I was young, and uh, it's my love for fighting. Um, and still, like as a fight fan, like a boxing fan, we had a program at one of the facilities, and uh, they had basketball courts at most. of them, But you know what I'm really good at because of juvenile? Mm. I'm fucking Forrest Gump with a ping pong paddle, Theo. Really? I'm dude. I could be in the. I could be an Olympian. It's crazy. I fucking fuck Forrest up. Wow. I am so. I haven't played in years. Anytime we get drunk and find a ping pong table, I just goddamn go you in there. Feel the it, morning. huh? Pow 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 pow. I look like fucking the fat Serena Williams, just fucking moving, <laughs> baby. Just I can fucking play ping pong, dude. Because I wasn't good enough to get on the basketball court with all yeah. the black guys. So you know, I just held court at the ping pong table in juvenile, and I like that. That was, that was my thing. But, uh, yeah, but I was the last time I was in jail, jail. Yeah. And I knew that Bailey was born while I was incarcerated. That's my daughter. That's my oldest. And did that bang you you up? Yeah. I mean, it fucked with me. You know what I'm saying? It was like it was the most first moment where I realized I couldn't be selfish. So I was like selfish as far as like I had a reason to live outside of self, because Mm. I tell people all the time without purpose. Jason D Ford will drive him he's a train that's destined to wreck yeah right it's purpose that drives me every day it's providing for my daughter it's making music that helps people it's helping friends it's building stuff bigger than myself because I put so little value into myself Mm. obviously right so at that moment I was like I got to do something I can't I don't want to be an absent father I had a very present father I didn't want to be an absent father and I was like I need to you know I need to stand up and do something here and I, my skill sets are still to this day utterly fucking limited minimal I mean y'all dude I'm not good at much I mean ping pong and songs and talking (laughs) shit a little bit and that fucking yeah and there it
0: stops you know (laughs) what I'm saying it's like man that is a short list yeah I'm not gonna win a talent
1: show or anything (laughs) like that if I had to do something other than what I do now you know and I was like man I don't you know music's gotta be it so I came home and started putting out mixtapes. i tell you where I got fucking... Can I ask him to pull up some? Can I have a pull up something moment? Yeah. Pull up Jelly Roll 10-Minute Freestyle. My buddy Chad Arms recorded this, and he had a, like a Sony flip cam or something when I first got out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep, right there. And this is the second or third time we put it up, right? Um, so this particular video was early early to it this was uh, we put this up in 16 but i actually had it up before from in like 2000 and that's Eight you? or nine. Yeah, that's me fresh out. I mean, when I say fresh out of jail, like yeah. I had just got that haircut. My oh, homeboy I, had just
0: bought me that shirt. I can tell that this is very near a halfway house because that guy in the Hustler shirt is always with, he's always in the background of every halfway house Yes, video.
1: no, for sure, dude. That this guy is,
0: Frank or whatever his name is? Yeah, I mean, I know no, he's not, he probably is sure. Frank.
1: For Uncle T-Shaw. <laughs> is he really? He's like a Frank, I get the theme. But dude, that dude this is, is in, a in the background. background. This is like that kind of a thing, for gang, sure. Gang, We're gang. like. You know, I'm fresh out. The lady I was with at the time bought me a phone. I This is how old this was. I referenced the phone because in the, in the Freestyle, I say, uh, your baby mama loved me, been out of jail for a week and got a touchscreen. It was like a big deal to have a touchscreen phone back yeah, then, yeah, for yeah. me at least. This was like, two. It, the first time it came out was in
0: 2008. Let's see that shit. Run it up
1: for a half a pluck and I ain't tripping that's the real price Jelly Roll is real white but still got the coke and it's real nice it's got a base tip but sometimes it's real white and you don't know what a hundred stacks feels like <laughs> <laughs> it's cash deal I said it's cash deal I ain't got a gram to sell you I crush up a Nashville. I'm real <laughs> on I'm on the paper table. yeah so this be- is it right You should if you ever got 10 minutes to blow it's worth watching Dang, I, I was baby. just like fresh out of jail with a lot to say and we uploaded it in 2008 when i 2000 no my fault 2009
0: when i first got home and where does all that come from so how do you get to this place though i see that you know like your mother had issues she probably maybe had some type of alcoholism or something you know you said that she had some issues right Right, right. but how do you get to be this guy you know hip-hop
1: i was just rapping everywhere i went dude i was in the county jail holding court dude i had guards that would take me to different units to freestyle battle people before Eminem did the Eight Mile movie, I was living the Eight Mile movie. Wow. Right? In jail. And in juke, dude, I had a guy named Jazz Howard. Shout out to Jazz Howard from Cross Tracks. He would take me to different barbershops and different projects in Nashville and bet $10,000 cash I could outrap any rapper in that project. So, you know, the local barbershop would like send somebody to the neighborhood real quick, like shoot over there and grab such and such and yeah. then such and such grab and such. Grab Ducky. Sold. I'd fuck him up. I'd light his ass on fire. Grab mouse, mouse. Dude, Jazz, give me a couple grand. I was like fucking, yeah. Like, I was like... In jail. The the, the back to the, the jail story. When I come home, dad bails me out. I call dad, I say, Dad, I need you to come bail me Dang. out. I said, I'm gonna pay you back. They got a freestyle battle Sunday at this club. I need to borrow a hundred dollars so I can enter it. I need you to bail me out, give me a hundred bucks, and I'm gonna go enter this and I'm gonna win a thousand dollars. Yeah. He didn't blink. He was like, Yeah, whatever, go do it. And I had to they had to sneak me in because I wasn't old enough to get in. It was Sunday night, outer limits. Eric McAnally, Joseph Herbert are running the promotional company there. They sneak me in. I go in, win a thousand dollars right then. You must came been home, shut. showed my pops. He's like, hell yeah, son. I was like, listen, I'm gonna go back and win it again next week. They did it for ten weeks. For nine weeks, I went in there and won thousand dollars every time. True fucking story. And do you I think, lost one week
0: out of 10. And what cost you that one week? You know thing? who beat me? Who was this it? This is going to fuck y'all up. You
1: ever seen my boy Call Hill on Broadway with the drums? He sits on Broadway and raps.
0: Oh, and, uh, in downtown Nashville? Right downtown on Nashville uh-uh. on
1: Broadway. You got to go see him. He's there every weekend. He sets a drum kit up in front of merchants. And he beats and he freestyles while people are walking by. Right. And he makes a living doing this. Wow, He's the dude that beat me. Oh. He's the one dude that beat me. And I'm still friends with him to this day. He's on an Instagram as Broadway rapper, but he's my boy. And to this day, he's the only one to beat me. Yeah, but I went and did that. I've just always been into rap. So I came home from jail, uploaded this. It fucking went viral back then. We had to take it down because I have a line in there that says in my PO ask I hang drywall. Yeah. And my PO made me take it down. She was like, "We're going to violate your probation. You're making a mockery of the state of Tennessee." She nah. like scolded me. And I had to take it down. So we put it up many years later, but it went what they called viral back then, early early YouTube, dude. When you had to go you when you could only get to YouTube from a hard computer. Yeah. You know, you didn't have oh, a laptop. Yeah. You had to go to desktop, type in www.youtube.com.
0: You had to write it all the way out. Yeah, all the
1: way. Dude. You had to hit the W's on
0: there. You know it was a thing. So what uh so now, so now you're at the spot though where you have the number 5 song. Yes, sir. And on the rock? Rock radio, yes, sir. On rock radio. Yes, sir. So how do you get from where you were then to now? Like, what kind of happened? Take me through some more of it.
1: I fell in love with songwriting through the process of writing raps. I immediately, I was boxed into being a freestyle rapper. Okay. And I was like, I don't want to be known for that. So I started writing, like, songs. And all of my choruses were really soulful, and I'd rap the verses. I had a song called... You pull up, Rat Jelly Roll, riding all alone, and I had this record called "Riding All Alone," and it was really slow and me and Little White. First of all, Little White from Three Six Mafia, you probably remember Oxycontin, Johnny's yeah. Bar, Sesson, Lord Tabs, still one of my best friends to this day. And when I first came we get home from, from Memphis, jail, huh? yeah, 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 he's Memphis as fuck too. When I first came home from jail, we did a song together, and Juicy J and DJ Paul ended up Three Six Mafia producing an album with me, White, and a guy named B Peasy, but. outside of the first song I put out with him I started putting out these super like soulful joints like this Uh, maybe go to like the minute mark or something I just want you to hear the chorus so you can kind of get a feel for where I'm coming from here and see this was released in 2010 right so this is you know fucking 12 years ago right
2: right here Watch this check this out the end. with yeah. pain so
1: I'm looking at my life like minute you i just be all
0: alone you stop right there half but it's, Dang, like, baby. Yeah, but it's
1: like this, you know, 12, 13 years ago. Right. Cause if it went, yeah, to YouTube, that would be good.
0: Now, that, 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 would be good. Now, I mean, that's good now. Yeah. So if then I didn't realize I was singing that
1: chorus. Right. You know what I mean? Like I didn't register to me that I was singing uh, cause I wouldn't like open up and sing it. You know what I mean? So right. I just kind of like did this like talk, sing thing. Cause I wasn't confident in my voice. So I've kind of always knew, and this is something else. I'm glad I got to show this to a platform as big as yours because the therapeutic music that I make now that's yeah. so personal has always been my approach to music like when you listen to that I'm talking about doctor said if I don't quit uh, quit living like this I'm, uh, I won't live to see 35 I just keep on smoking like fucking I'm prepared to die mm. I've always wrote from that kind of dark perspective you know
0: yeah cause I'll listen to save me sometimes when I need to feel how sometimes I'm too busy I notice or too caught up to really just get my own feelings out right and so i'll listen to save me just to so somebody else can do it for me almost in a weird way you know a lot of times i can get them but sometimes you can't
1: no that's the beautiful thing of music man yeah yeah music is uh music is the soundtrack of the soul and that's how i've always looked at it just like tears are the the expression of words we can't articulate and i look at music as being the soundtrack to the soul. So I've always wanted to make music that would help people. That song is a great example. That song is fucking 13, 14 years old. So I always, so the transition has been very slow. It seems like it happened quick for the unseen eye because guys now are like, dude, it's crazy you're on rock radio, which is fucking crazy to me too. But. The idea that like you know we've always leaned that way, I just didn't know I could sing mm. five six years ago, I started like really singing, I got drunk and went and sang, but you got a you gotta do you got a go to karaoke song
0: yeah I do um actually, I do rocking around the Christmas tree, right, I do a Christmas carol because I'm not that great of a singer, and um Everybody likes it. Everybody at first is like, fuck this guy, you know, yeah. queer, you yeah. know, but then like 10 seconds into it, they're like, you will get a Santa, you know, or they're like me. rocking her, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. so it's like nobody can really super hate on a Christmas carol. So I'll play it a safe bet. Right. No, dude, it's
1: awesome. But what I love about that is I tell people we all secretly have a go to song we sing in those moments you know karaoke yeah. thing
0: oh i wish mine was that smashing pumpkin song bro I saw you with us, man you <laughs> got me
2: like you want me there.
0: you know what my god that one's good mine is and
1: has always been old time rock and roll by bob singer
2: just take those old records off
0: the sh- That's ain't that ain't yeah. it, is it oh that's it that's it that for is? sure
1: yeah how 100%. I know that? It's crazy, right? Yeah. It's like the song that's stuck in every white trash human's mind forever. Yeah. But it's, uh, <laughs> and you forget it's there, and then it pops its little fucking head out, and you're like, yeah, fucking, I do know that song. <laughs> Look, it'll help you finish cleaning the kitchen. <laughs> I know that sure, shit, yeah. bro. That one'll slide around put, in my socks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom
0: used to put on Brian Adams. She got one of those cassette tape deals where you give them 30 cents, and they send you six cassettes or whatever, and then you don't pay them, and they sue you, right? <laughs> so, we had that deal and one of them was Brian Adams yes uh, look into my heart oh yeah and you will see what you mean to
2: me. there we
1: go sing it to us Steve that I should be your new I one. can't but mine was, okay, old, I can't. My, mine was old time rock and roll and I go out with some business guys one night that I'm working on a production deal with and it sounds like
0: drugs yeah like, go fucking, on go yeah
1: it's fucking torturous and, and we're all doing karaoke drunk and I did Bob Seeger, and somebody in the group was like, dude, you can really fucking sing. And I don't know why, it's, it's all it took for me to be like, maybe I can. And I just started singing. Wow. I started like really singing like yeah. from my ball sack then. You know, at, at first I was just singing from my chest. Then I started singing from my ass. Yeah. And that's when I was like just clench my butt cheeks together and fucking open my little fucking Vulva. hips and just fucking you know, yeah. just go for it. So like a
0: hound dog. The
1: problem is I'm now having to learn how to sing and work backwards from there. So it's like trying to do the stable stuff. You know what I mean? Or yeah. the inflections of lower stuff is like it's so fucking hard. Where it's like, just take those old records off the shelf. Yeah. it's so much fucking easier, right? Than like, I use man's age.
0: Yeah, that sounds hard. Yeah, that sounds hard. I uh, I want to say this though, dude. What about the ladies? So you got married. Where'd you meet your wife at? I know your wife has a wild story. Oh, dude, my wife is fucking the fucking best. I met her in Vegas at a show. And she's, look, I'll say this, beautiful lady. I've seen her a couple times. She come in the room. She ain't looking at me. She's looking at you. Oh, dude. You know, you could tell that wife is dialed into you.
1: No, that's my girl, man. She's the sweetest woman on earth. And uh, I met her in Vegas, and I was really down on my luck. I was living out of a van. I was fucking damn you know literally i was living out of a conversion van i was just vaned like, out huh? yeah, where was, doing, was
0: you urinating at
1: oh dude just on the side of the freeway same place i was shitting you know truck stops and you know we were doing love. 250 years oh
0: dude flying jays and love oh. stay
1: away from tas tas are the fucking word they're the trailer park of truck stops
0: i've been saying that dude a friend of mine reached and they had a, a live fishing well or something in there at one of them God, if and I could he only got imagine. meningitis from the day <laughs> tank it's fucking- in there. <laughs> But I will say this though, he fucking I do remember he dropped a laffy taffy in that bitch and he reached in and fucking It'll got fuck it. hell So part of that's on him, baby. You know what I'm saying, yeah, dog dude, that, if you eating candy out of an aquarium at a truck stop, oh, dog, then that look, the Lord he gets to do what he wants. Nothing you know? is trashier than a TA. Yeah. If I wake up on the bus and
1: we're at a TA, I'm just like, fuck me, man. How oh, did this yeah. happen?
0: I can't even open my bowels up at a damn TA, bro. But you get me over to a flying J, you get me to a low Oh my what God. I love about loves, dude, if you're using the urinal or the shitter in there, you can shit and hear somebody play Buck Hunter right outside the door. Oh, for
1: sure, dude. Pilots are fucking awesome as well. Yeah, they're pretty good. The Apple Barns or whatever they're called
0: the we get haven't to the West there.
1: Coast, they're kind of trash. But yeah, so we were like doing 200 and something shows a year. And it's like,
0: wow, so you guys were on the road, man. Dude, I was
1: open up for everybody. I mean, I went out with the Insane Clown Posse. Before, the first people that ever took me in a little out was a group called Twisted. They were signed to ICP at the time. Great dudes, man. Shout out Skinny to Puppy, Jamie. you ever go out with them? No, but I did go out with Mushroom Head, the metal band. Mm-mm. they're fucking fire I went out pull with up a guy. picture of them mushroom head yeah yeah yeah. this is awesome skinny and them on this ICP tour one time I was the first act of five so I didn't have a like dressing room or nothing and that means I went on when people were like you know still walking in the door and buying popcorn and stuff yeah totally yeah it was the worst setup, worst wow. set ever and this band invited me gave me the code to their bus and they would let me use their bus as my green room and I'm forever grateful to Skinny in this band. To this day, we're friends because wow. they were so good to me. And dude, I had a 1994 conversion band, like a Southern Comfort high top, and uh, this 1990 something, 95, 96. I got. We called it Bertha. And everybody who toured with me back then has Bertha tattooed on them. Shout out Scary Larry and the crew. They all Casey Strums. They all. Yeah, that's it. That's my van. I feel wow. like that that white one down there with the high top.
0: Oh no, on the left, left, the left, 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 right, right there, there, right.
1: Yep, the white one. Boom! That is fucking Bertha, son. Wow! That is Big Bertha to a fucking. Did it have tea. curtains in the windows? That might on the be inside? a picture. Yes, sir, it did. Wow! That might be a picture of my van. We hung a TV up in it. Scary Larry and Casey hung up a TV. Me and Highlight would sit back there and fucking watch fucking old DVDs and stuff. And oh, the, yeah, the, the third, yo, the today thir- that
0: would be damn homeware, erotic It was all you saying,
1: yo, the back. We have we carried a trailer on it, so the back seat would lay down to a bed, mm-hmm. kind of like a futon or something. And I lived in that motherfucker, Theo. Like shit. When I met my wife, I was like, I, I was like, come, let's smoke a blunt in the van. And she got in the van, and she said it gave. To this day, she tells the story, it gave her anxiety because it was so trashy. It like smelled like fucking cum and cigarettes. It was yeah. like, you know, it was fucking six and grown had people men. People been in doing
0: coming in there, coming oh, in
1: there, cocaine no. in there, fucking. I think some guys were tying their arms off. It was bad. We were struggling out there, man. It was man, a rough boy. run,
0: dude, for us. And the Devil's Tug of War, yeah, right we there. Lived in there. Son. We
1: called it Bertha, dude. Everybody's got Bertha tattooed on. If you toured with me in that area, you got Bertha tattooed on you. God. Dude, Shoot that's not. when
0: touring was so different. There was before before uh, smartphones. It was just you were just at the will of the world. Oh, dude, fifty
1: dollars a night is what I got paid for like three years straight like 50 bucks a night we didn't have enough room to get gas and a hotel Yeah. so it was like we just had to go fucking park at truck stops and sleep some nights you know we were banging on merch we were counting
0: on hand to hand CDs and t-shirts And dude how do you used to do them I'll tell you this I used to bring, so I remember one at one point I bought that burner baby really I bought that three shelf burner bro for my for the um. CDs yeah I think I was in Nam, um, up near Canada, and somebody run that bitch across the border. Still had sweat on the outside of it. Really? You yeah. about the
1: CD burn of the tower? Right? I bought you burned the tower, three CDs at one and time and I burned
0: three, and it. it took about yes. nineteen. Minutes. And then we'd put
1: them on a spindle. I'd hand write on every Me fucking too. one of them,
0: dude. I'd write and e. I would Vaughn. sell them
1: right off the spindle.
0: And I'd make a title of a different title, Me like, too. like they were different albums. No, or for sure, we did the that for fun,
1: one. or we'd autograph them, or have the friend homie autograph some. It was just like, and we'd sell them <laughs> off the spindle like we wouldn't even yeah. give you a case for them it'd just be like oh, pfft, right off the spindle this is yours for three dollars you know or five dollars or whatever I could I used to do it for donations oh, in hopes that somebody give it. me some more money I'd be like look man I'm just fucking I got 40 bucks to open this show like you know, I remember I'm a lady
0: one out. time in, in Fort Worth Texas come up and give me a hundred dollars she's like my husband just died Really she gave me a hundred dollars for,
1: uh, for the for one of the CDs off the Spendle? Just gave
0: it. She didn't want the album. I don't blame her. Wow. She was like, I
1: don't really care. I'm not into your art. I'm yeah. just into your hustle. I think yeah. about how many people bought the CD
0: and never listened to it. Oh, I think like every the guys single in Manhattan. one. I when want they're... to say thank you to everybody that everybody that bought. <laughs> Sometimes I think it was a DVD, dude. I don't even know what was on that bitch, yeah. but I sold them. And thank you, man. Yeah, no, for Jeff. we did it.
1: And I was at that phase of my life when I met Bunny, and she was like. She's like, she like adopted a little pound puppy. And where'd you meet her at? Where were you guys at? We were at this bar called the Las Vegas Country Saloon on Fremont Street. A lot of
0: titles in one.
1: Yeah, it's pretty big. The Las Vegas Country Saloon and Fremont Street. And Bunny was doing high-end escort stuff. She was a sex worker in Ooh. Vegas. And she was getting a lot of money. I mean, she had, like, a real big plush penthouse and We had a sex worker on the podcast and, one time. And, oh, dope. You should get Bunny yeah. on here one time. She'd love to tell her story. She has a podcast. We need to get you on her podcast, too. It's called Dumb Blonde Podcast. He us in here, Theo. I need to plug my wife. Dumb, Dumb Blonde, Blonde podcast. podcast. We'll
0: put a link, too, in yeah, it Yeah, yeah. She,
1: she's crushing, man. And uh, she's, like, on, uh, on Apple, she's always in, like, the top ten on the comedy chart. She really kills. But uh, Bunny just just took me under, you know, kind of took me under her wing and, and you know. the What cool, was it about her? I think she was just, it was like a genuine thing the moment I met her. Like, I just knew she was, a, you could feel the genuineness from her. And she was in a very ungenuine business. Right? Like, that business is slimy. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of shucking. It's a lot of game being ran on both ends. She's running game. They're running game. It's just a lot of game happening. It's finescent. It was just... I could just feel the authenticity in, our, in, in her, though. I just, like... I hate to be the cliche like I felt it. It was soulmates at sign, but I felt that for real, Bubba. Like I felt that
0: connection with her and she did too. And And how'd you convince her to do it? Because if she's living this lavish life, you know, she's living a more lavish life as a lot of those, you know, a lot of sex workers, if they get dialed in on their business and they're business women as well or business men, if they gay workers, then they get, you know, they do real well. You know, so how do you get her? I mean, if she stops in that van, I think, damn, this bitch smells like repossession. Dog. Yeah.
1: I'd be out of there yeah.
0: bro. Nah, dude, she was. Damn, uh, bro. Nah, they got ghosts of freaking yeah. people jerking off in this yeah. bitch. Yeah, nah, damn. She, if four people live in a van and I roll up and have any business sense, the last thing I'm doing in that van is falling I'm in love. I'm telling you, dude, she, the absolute she, last thing I'm I freaking leave one of my legs in that bitch. No, fall she picked in love. up a
1: fucking stray pit bull. She said it was, she said her attraction was I was clearly the saddest human she'd ever met. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I swear to God. That's hey, what she I'm said. I'm glad another hope she for us. Said... Cause I'm the second one. <laughs> and she was like, you had the saddest eyes in the room. Damn. I don't know. We just connected, man. It was like, it felt like a love story that was supposed to work. I mean, we're talking about a woman, you know, we're talking about an ex drug dealer and an ex prostitute get together and build what we've built together. You know, a oh, woman yeah. who has a podcast, that's crushing. A big Patreon. She does. She still does the OnlyFans thing, and absolutely just fucks that and crushes that to death. And then, you know, I went on to fuck, dude. I'm sitting here talking to fucking Theo Vaughn on a podcast that I spoke into existence two calendar years ago. Yeah, right. I didn't know you from the man on the moon. You just moved to Nashville, what, almost two years ago or whatever. And I, I was like, it has been
0: almost a year and yeah, a half. I can't even yeah, believe it. Been yet. at
1: least a year and a half, and I banged yeah. you immediately. I didn't know you from the man on the moon. I was like, "Yo, I'm from here. Like, I need to get on the cast, you know? And here I sit. It's like, and not just because you're hearing my story, because I consider us homies. Yeah. Like, you're my boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're just talking about some shit we talk about in the fucking, in the fucking green room of zanies right now right? yeah and it was
0: funny too it's like you can sometimes people are like i want to be on the this and that and sometimes it just works out how it works out it's like sometimes you almost just have to have a time for me anyway where you where you feel like oh I, this person's in my life i want to talk you know i saw you the other night at, at brennan's show and i was like man i just seen you a few times where we, you know we'd seen each other in different places and i'm like man every time that guy is just people want to be around that guy you know that guy just lights up the fucking room i just love people
2: dude man yeah and they love you oh
1: dude i love them and i love you they love but it's like who would have thought that me and Bunny's story would end up you know where it's at And i think she did before i did yeah and i think that's why she took the fucking you know the fucking pound puppy in she was like i think she had even the vision i didn't at the time you know
0: Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm sure was, you i you was, was drooling, dude. Yeah, I was It was drooling. like homeo and oh, yet baby. Dude, you know what I'm sure. saying? Right? Y'all I tell like, people,
1: I didn't pick Bunny. Bunny picked me. You yeah. know what I'm She's true. the man in the situation. Yeah, for sure. I was just like, yes, I'll go out with you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just kind of how it worked. And That's awesome. Yeah, we've been together, you know, I think six years, going on seven years now.
0: Been together wow. Together time. And do you think y'all will have a child or not?
1: I don't think so. I don't think that's something that's in our, you know, Bunny didn't have a desire to birth a child but she always had a desire to be around children, so I think that we kind of fed each other's needs. I got custody of my daughter <laughs> right when I met Bunny. Dude,
0: you know when somebody's poor, when they grew up poor and white, when somebody says, I have custody. Yeah, the second sure. the word custody hits the air, yeah, bro. That's sure. the most, word. that was the word that I always yeah, heard growing no, up, No, It was like, I know? had
1: custody, you know. I don't like telling this part, of, well, I want to tell her, I think she appreciates it now her mother had a battle with a heroin addiction uh, Bailey's mother my daughter and she's sober now and back in Bailey's life which is awesome oh that's amazing but at the time it was bad I mean like you know really 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 true addict stuff bad so I was getting custody of Bailey at simultaneously courting Bunny all while some other girls like in week three of being pregnant. Wow. So it was like a really weird moment where Bunny had every reason to run.
2: Yeah. And
1: instead she just fucking, that bitch dug her heels in and was like, let's fucking go. Throw me the fastest pitch you can, big boy. Dang I'm going to catch it. And we immediately, you know, took, got custody of Bailey. She started raising Bailey as her own. To this day, Bailey calls Bunny mama and calls her mother mom. Mm. So you know, and her mother was in a same-sex relationship. She's gay. So the other girl yeah. that raised Bailey from birth is a part of it too. So Bailey's got three moms. Damn, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, just fucking. That's I don't a limit. To, yeah, it's a thing, dude. I mean, it's a big. That's a legal pool. limit, I yeah, think. In a right? lot of a lot well, of I'm states. I'm the only testosterone in the room besides Bunny because she's a little aggressive sometimes. But it's all fucking bitches and me. But uh, it works out great
0: do you have whether there's tell me about one of the toughest times you guys had on the road was there you guys partied pretty hard i'm sure was there yeah. a night where you didn't think you was gonna make it any nights you end up at the hospital yeah i, I had a because i had a night man this is a few years back this is more than a few years back now but i was like sitting there and i was so close to going to the freaking emergency room my heart just mm-hmm. just rattling baby just you know like mm-hmm. so like a cheerleader was shaking right. that bitch
1: Mine was codeine, so it was the opposite. Damn. It was going so slow that between breaths, I would hold my breath for a second and put my, my thumb up to my throat or behind my ear to see if I could just catch a light poop. Poop. And I was like, I thought I just drank too much cough syrup, and I thought it was over.
0: I'll and how much did you drink it? it? What dude. was it, Dime Tap?
1: Yeah, no, 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 dude, we were doing, you know, we were getting, we were getting the real actors and, you know, we were going for, we were mixing the potions. and Oh, wow. Sometimes we just get the the straight pink, the codeine or, you know, just the straight, you know, what sometimes we get the purple, but we, you know, we do, we were doing, you know, eight, 10, 12 ounces, just filling up, put dropping fours and sprites every day and just getting them gone before noon. And then I'd be so low, I'd from that fucking four ounces or six ounces or eight ounces of codeine, I would fucking do some blow to pick myself up. And then I'd take a Xanax to try to go back to sleep you know and that's what i tell people too when they're like you need to worry about your health i'm like trust me man i'm gonna live a long longer life than y'all think i have changed my ways dramatically when people see me out drinking a lot they're like you're fat and drink a lot i was like i used to do eight balls of cocaine after eating codeine for breakfast and i would balance it out with xanax fuck you i was a molotov cocktail of death if that didn't kill me i think a little obesity will be okay while i'm currently working to lose the weight karen i'll be fucking all right okay i don't need you worried about my heart i have a cardiologist Bitch, I'm fine. I'm losing weight. You should have seen me when I was just running around like my drug of choice used to be more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was my drug of choice. It was like, what's your drug of choice? What you got? You know what I'm saying? Fucking, oh yeah, But
0: What do you have the most of? Dude, my favorite <laughs> weed was uh, cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> that was it, dude. Yeah, for sure. They were like, damn, yeah. baby.
1: Only person that can smell that is you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Guess what my dad would start doing? What's that? And this was, God rest his soul. He would get a couple drinks, and then he would walk to the back of this bar and he would just be like, hey, can I just, I just need a cup. And they'd give him a cup and they had an ice machine in the back and he'd go fill up his own cup and then get in the car and pull out his bottle from under the seat. He'd mix his own drink right there in the console, put his seatbelt on, drop the top on his little Sebring convertible, put his sunglasses on. He'd have one for the road, man. He's in a damn Sebring. Yeah, dude, he had a Sebring, man. It's they all, When he passed away, you know, there wasn't a lot to to divvy up around the family, and because uh, his wife's a cunt. But Don't what what, what 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 we did end up getting
0: I've met her, but I know her. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: So, but what we did get was his sea bring, and I gave that. We, we I, well, not I was in charge of giving shit away, but as a family, we decided to give that to Scott so his son could have it who's in college or you know what I mean or whatever and his, uh, the Sebring's still around dude Scott, Scott's one of my respo- my two brothers are super responsible I'm not Scott and Roger Roger's the oldest Scott's the next one so Scott has the Sebring and Roger just wanted the Kentucky Derby stuff because they, him and dad used to go bet on horses together you know and all the stuff related to the meat business and I took the pictures of the clowns but yeah dude the Sebring is still in the fucking family Scott tinted that bitch Scott tuned that motherfucker up it's nice man it's running that, guy, that thing's pimping Every time I go see him down in Georgia, we'll take the Sebring out to go get a drink. Hey, come in it, bro.
0: Make <laughs> yeah. it mean something.
1: That's it, dude. I did lose Bertha. Yeah. I'm sad about that. I missed the, I missed my van uh, Everything needed to
0: go, dude. <laughs> yeah. That thing.
1: I put four transmissions in it. I put 400,000 miles on it. We beat that thing to death. Yeah. Wow. On the fifth transmission, I just never went back and picked it up.
0: Damn, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude, I remember my friend Billy Conforto, dude, who was uh, probably the greatest gay prize fighter that never... Was in like any sanctioned fights, you know? He just he was homosexual, but he beat people up, and nobody'd ever seen it.
2: Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was an obscure thing. Oh nobody yeah, seen sure.
0: Still, I mean, still you see some of it, but you never saw it like this, yeah. dude, bro. And he uh he had a, he he hired some dude in the neighborhood. He gave him like eleven hundred to fix his transmission. And that dude fucking never fixed it. So we went over there to pick it up. Finally, we opened up the hood, and everything inside of it was gone. He
1: beat his ass, didn't he? yeah he did <laughs> he did dude and the
0: guy thought he could punk him because he was a gay dude yeah. you know and, and Billy fucking lit him up bro I know some gay he people that can he shifted every gear inside of that dude bro I know that dude I know
1: uh, Bailey's other mother Cheyenne uh, her baby gays baby. can fight Gabe, listen Cheyenne fights like a dude yeah Bailey's other
0: mom it fights like a fucking dude. Gay women and gay men should fight each other, meet in the middle and fight.
1: Oh, yeah. for Dude, it, listen, I got my money on Cheyenne nine out of ten Damn. times. They used to have foxy boxing at a strip club in Nashville and yeah. Cheyenne would show up like a ringer and just beat the brakes <laughs> off people, dude. We'd show up like a chicken fight taking bets on the side and Cheyenne would just be in there fanning fucking people out. <sighs> it wouldn't be fair because these little girls would be in there bouncing <laughs> with their titties they looking all cute and Cheyenne would just come in there just fucking blah, thunder, blah, blah. Bow, bow, bow. Just swinging from the goddamn shoulders. Oh, All yeah. hip action, dude. Looking like fucking a karate. Movie oh, yeah. Or Putting a lady in Turn that into shit. Yeah,
0: she would just. Dude, we up. had. I remember they used to have a group called Fag Fist Fights, right? Yes. And it was gay. It was a gay men group. And they came to different college towns and they put boxing ring at a bar and the men and gay men would fight, you know, and they would you buy you pay five dollars, whatever you get in. And these dudes would fight. Bro.
1: I'd pay a thousand dollars for a ringside table. to One of those right now.
0: It was crazy, man. I can't believe it. they used to come to Hammond, Louisiana. They'd roll through. <laughs> Probably twice a year, and we yeah. go over there and Did watch. Did the midget it? wrestlers come through too? We never. I, I always heard about that, but I never saw that kind of shit. You know, oh,
1: dude, we see, yeah, we got it here at the fairgrounds every other month. Yeah, it was sub- the best, dude. Month. It was, I'm serious, there was no dude? fair even. It's just, a, it was just, just a couple of midgets well, no, out so there. No, so they have this thing at the fairground where you rent out little this folk, place, little people, dude. These fucking midgets, dude, would fuck. We're gonna be politically correct now. Fuck that. They're fucking I'm midgets, dude, sure. and they call themselves midgets. It's called midget wrestling.
0: Different ones, do The old school ones, I think will will say it, but. Then a lot of new, you know, if they're fancier, they won't say it.
1: Yeah, yeah, the fancy midgets. That makes sense. The real trashy poor midgets are like midgets, right? Yeah. These were poor midgets then. Dude, but they would do like double gainer backflips off the top rope. Yeah. It was some shit that like, they should, a couple of them guys should have went to the WWE.
0: Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, well, I don't think, well, WWE missed that whole They didn't, they never got into smaller folks being in there.
1: Yeah. Rey Mysterio was like, the closest thing, right? Yeah. Because he was like, you know, acrobatical. I think they left the acrobatical shit to Lucha Libre wrestling. Oh, you right? go
0: down to Mexico, you see whatever, dude. Is that you what they call it? Is it Lucha Libre? I believe it or could be. Or is that be. the movie? Yeah. A, man, I think that's it's what it's fucking, called. It's
1: called Lucha Libre. Yeah, the, that wrestling was fucking. People were doing backflips and shit. And I think that's what the midget wrestling was. I think they that's couldn't what it's break called. a table. I mean, they were so small, man. You'd have to cut the table down the middle before they even got on it. it was yeah, little,
0: uh, they would cheat it off the bottom. They would kind of bring it, you know, cut sawing three four three yeah, four sure. inches. Do you know? Uh, was there any time y'all got hijacked or anything on the road or robbed? no nah, we never had to deal with nothing like that Y'all we got never we a lot paid? of
1: fights yeah, we, ne- we got not paid a few times we got, we stole some TVs out of venues and stuff we have took pictures <laughs> and art and all kind of stuff
0: art yeah, we, yeah. it's bar. just that thing above the urinal that says when there's a car <laughs> when there's a car <laughs> yeah, auction yeah, yeah. Manny's car art. auction this st- Thursday. I stole
1: neon signs you know what I mean I've done all that stuff oh, I bro. broke a window at a bar before just like then they were like we got insurance I was like but you won't be Open tomorrow, bitch. I was like, (laughs) fucking,
0: did one of my friends? Can you do YouTube comedian touches? Uh, neon sign, (laughs) I think it's our friend Jamie Lissow did this. Uh, oh, shit, how do they have all this stuff now? Remember when you could find there was a nine videos you could find it every time? Yeah, now it it shows Lissow. I think it's him. Oh, there it is right there. Comedian electrocuted on stage.
1: I just ate three sticks and I'm still hungry. (laughs) I just ate three sticks. (laughs) Does he double back? Oh, you got to play one more (laughs) second. It looks like he's thinking about touching it again.
2: putting
1: a glass of water on a glass. Of water. <laughs> oh no. He really burst him then if he didn't try it again. That's how I know I'm a special kind of hard headed I would oh have had that would have had it happen twice yeah. to me. Yeah. For sure. I'd have been like no for I'd have touched one more time. One first, sure. One more time just like, oh, let me just see.
0: I'd be like, that ain't real.
1: Yeah, no, I've stolen neon
0: sign out of a bar
1: though. Did they ever not pay y'all? I'm trying to think. Yeah, Comedy but it was more like shady more stuff. Honor. Usually
0: you had to get, yeah, the, well, usually you get with the agent before you can go get into the clubs. Before that, it's just weird rooms. They had a guy who would, it used to just be bringer shows. Like you had to bring eight people. Right. You know, and so you get there and you're like, you don't have anybody.
1: How you did can't perform. Get, how you know? did you get picked up by an agent in your business?
0: I think you just start doing well. You get about 10 minutes going and some manager sees you and then the manager connects you with an agent usually, okay. you know
1: and they'll take because you got to feel like that's got to be a hard business to break like you just got to be crushing where did you cut your teeth at
0: i cut my teeth a little bit in new orleans and i cut them mostly honestly in la okay. you know i moved out there and i hadn't really performed much and and i took a comedy class even i went to a class and people always make fun of the classes and shit. i went there and the best thing about the class was i hated the class i was like i'm better than everybody in here even though i wasn't Yeah. but in my head you know you just like oh i'm cool you know right. um and they had, um, at the end of the class, you got to get on stage and perform. That was the graduation. Right. So you were in front of a full room and you got a three minute tape. You got your tape. And my tape was decent. So then you'd go around to other places. And then, you know, next thing you know, it's five years later and you're, you know, just starting to travel around and do it. And then it's 10 years later. And at that time, I think around 10 years, I, I thought about quitting. I moved back home for about four or five months. Really? Yeah. And what
1: encouraged s- you to get back?
0: I don't know, man. I was with a, I broke up. My girlfriend and I broke up. I don't know. I was at home. I was working at a Mexican restaurant, bartending in a Mexican restaurant. I was not a good bartender. And uh, I broke some equipment and I fucking, I still might owe those people an amends, honestly. But I broke some damn equipment there. One of them margarita makers, you know, that bitch. <laughs> I was trying to put it back together late at night and I couldn't figure it out. And I broke that bitch, and the guy then they, you know, they were upset. And I don't know. At that point, I felt like there was no reason for me really to stay. I think I kind of hinged my bets on this girl, kind of. So when that fell apart, I felt like I didn't know what to do. And then I went back. I guess that's what happened. Yeah.
1: Who all did you feature for early?
0: Oh, that's a good question, man. Uh, I featured for this one guy named Mark Lundholm. And sober guy, super funny dude, but he smoked cigars, right? And we got stuck up in uh Notre Dame of Mishawaka, Indiana. Oh
1: yeah, right outside of South Bend.
0: Right outside of South Bend, mm-hmm. man. We even went over and saw the bar where like Rudy would sit at and sit in yep. the seat and stuff. It's real cool. But we were stuck indoors. It was thirty degrees. We were stuck indoors and we're sharing a, a little condo or a house. And he smoked cigars. And I was like, Hey, do you mind not smoking indoors? And he's like, I'm gonna be smoking, you know? And that bitch would smoke two cigars before he'd go to sleep, I think. Yeah,
1: he's just lighting them off each
0: other. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm wrong, Mark, I'm sorry, but that's just how I remembered and you know. (laughs) They had a guy Tom Rhodes too, who I love, who I gotta have on here sometime. And well, he used to smoke Marlboro Reds. And he and I had a share a place in Shreveport one time. And I remember asking him, I said, hey, man, we might not smoking indoors. He goes, I'm going to smoke. in." I think he lit one right, right up Then He might have lit two up. <laughs> he lit two up. I think he made me hold one.
1: One more question, because I got to ask while I got you. Yeah. Well, you probably told it a thousand times, but what was your worst or most memorable bomb? Mm,
0: I mean, I've had one that I've told where I just kept, I bombed and they didn't know that I had to come back out between each act. It was like a battle of the bands. So they booed me off in the beginning. I burned my material so fast because they hated me.
2: But I had to keep
0: coming back out. And it was horrible, dude. At one point, I came out with an American flag. Like, I didn't know what to do. This has to bring unity. This land is yours. I didn't know what. I didn't have any material left. And I had to do like another probably 20 minutes, man. And the best part was, towards the end, I would kind of sneak like I was going to come back out. And like, there's no way he's coming back out, you know? And I would just come back out. and they would just die laughing because they couldn't believe, bro. One time I went out and sang smooth criminal. I didn't even fucking know the words. I half of it was man in the mirror. I didn't even know the fucking words, dude. And that shit, man. Oh, but at the time, bro, her, I felt bad even asking them to pay me. Oh, I just wanted God. to leave. And it's such a dichotomy of leaving a place <laughs> when you've crushed it and that feeling of bravado and I did good yeah. Then that other feeling of leaving when you did not and still having to get to your vehicle, get to leave, and you know you're going to run into people. Oh, man. And you just feel that energy. People just turning out. So. Oh, jelly roll so man great. i appreciate the time man i think we covered a lot of stuff to you you feel like we covered a lot of stuff i love it dude fuck yeah.
1: yeah when you frankenstein i think it'll be the funniest shit ever
0: what is it i don't even know, <laughs>
2: I don't
0: know oh i don't know either man i'm just trying to stay alive jamie got a damn electrocuted bro that sucks that s-u-c-k-s My baby ass. that sucks um, dude, thank you so much. So now you're on tour. So just tell us where you're at now, you know? Yeah, man. Here goes my shameless plug. Because um, you've had this on me. You've had the, a lot of the songs that hit. What what really started to catapult you then? Let's get oh, to that. Real save quick.
1: Me. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, this is what I tell people. Everything I did was a step on the ladder. Save Me was like skipping 10 steps on the ladder. Yeah. You know, well, like knowing I, your I could, story yeah. and hearing "save
0: me" now, it even it, it it's more. It means yeah, it, sure. it, it's hundred more understanding. Yeah,
1: it's like I could bore you with like every little step that helped, and there were so many. Everything mattered, is what I tell people. Everything you're going through right now in your career, if you're a young, up and aspiring artist, comedian, or whatever, every one of those little things matter. And then there's like a small tipping point that happens, like the Malcolm Gladwell book, where shit just kind of save me for me will always be that moment of like. You know, what? it's, I don't know how it is in your business, but it's always the shit you don't think's going to be it. Yeah. Dude, we fucking wrote Save Me on a Sunday. We recorded Save Me on a Monday. We shot a video to, no, we rec- wrote it Saturday, recorded it Sunday, shot the video Monday, put it out Tuesday. Wow. That's how that worked. Didn't <laughs> think twice about it.
0: And did you know that it would be that? You Did you know? Did you have an inkling? Did you, honestly, did you have any idea?
1: I just knew that I couldn't quit fucking with it. I just knew that it was something about it that just stirred my spirit. Yeah. And I was like, I just, man, we got to go for it. And I just, I was proud of it. I was like, to me, it was like a therapy session publicly. Mm. You know, and that was like the yeah. biggest thing for me was like just letting those emotions out in a public way was like I don't know some songs I have songs Theo that I wrote that mean a lot to me that I'll never play anybody ever because they mean that much to me and Save Me was one of those songs that could have been that song but it meant even more to me Mm. so it was like nah this one needs to go out like I just I don't know man I was just prepared for it to I, I loved it so much I didn't care what it did if it popped or flopped I just felt like fucking you know this is the last thing I'll tell you this story People, I was talking to Travis O'Gwen from Strange Music once, we were talking about how I get thousands of emails a year of people who say, or messages a year that say, your music helped me. I overcame drug addiction. I was going to kill myself and I found your music. I was literally I've had messages that were like I was sitting there gun loaded listening to a playlist that was going to be the last listening of my life Damn! and found a song of yours that made me feel like, man, this is it touched me in such a way that it changed my decision. And this is my thing. If I get five thousand of those a year and four thousand nine hundred and ninety nine of them are lies holy fuck can you believe we saved one fucking human you know what i mean like let's just assume everybody's full of shit but one fucking guy holy shit man you know what i mean and to me at the end of the day that's what save me was about it was like man what means the most to me and that's why i write the music i write is people come up to me and they're all dude Such and such was fun. I love that song. I danced to it. But when people come up to you and say, dude, we played Save Me at my cousin's funeral that overdosed, and it's now his mother's favorite song and the way she copes with it, or we played Smoking Section at this funeral, or we played Smoking Section to commemorate this, or hey man, this song helped me when I got out of rehab. Yeah. That shit is like fucking what this shit's about, dude. You know what I mean? Like when a motherfucker's like, dude, I don't just watch your podcast for humor. It was the fucking first thing I laughed at after I got out of fucking sobriety. Like that's the shit that touches the soul. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. A friend of mine recently told me, he said, yeah, man, if you have a story and you don't share it, if you, it's that thing that you're afraid to share. You know, it's that scary thing, you know, that's the connection. That's the thing that, you know, that somebody else could really be waiting to hear. You know, there's a reason why there's that magnetism of uncertainty with you, with with uh, with with sharing stuff sometimes, right. you know. And yeah, man, it's it's wild how, how certain things can have an effect on people. I mean, there are songs I go listen to that br- of certain friends that passed away and I go listen to a certain song and it reminds me of them. It reminds me of him. It reminds me of uh uh, certain times in my life When I cared about certain things You know it's, oh, It is The power is of a song nostalgic. Is really powerful Yeah it'll yeah. take
1: you back To a place in time man
0: Yeah dude It'll take me back To that freaking That Bon Jovi song baby you Yes know?
1: baby Yes baby It'll take you right back To being in the front seat Of that fucking car For however you felt The first time you heard it Oh Heather. It's also The greatest feeling on earth Is when you hear a song For the first time And the feeling you get Yeah I remember certain songs In my life That I heard for the first time And like It just changed everything about how I thought about things just one song
0: yeah Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls by TLC I remember we were driving to the mall one time and that bitch came on dude uh, and we fucking we were never the same no, for sure My I'm friend Tim you, and Joey we were never the same yeah, was we a, sang that thing do you have a favorite song Uh, I got some stuff that I, we play on the pod sometimes by Evan Bartels I love he's a local singer songwriter I love listening to hit some of his stuff do I have a favorite song? You know what I like right now? I listen to Dirt by Florida Georgia Line. I just really yep. like that song. I song. get stuck on a song for a little while, you yep. know? No, um, I don't like that. I've been into country music more since I've been here, but yeah. I listen, I like, I've I been listening to Juice World recently that I really like. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite song. Do you? Yeah, well, I'm one of them weird
1: dudes that has a top 5 in every category of everything. I've got I've got a top 5 comedy bit list oh, wow. of like what I think was the best top 5 comedy bits for, to me personally. But song wise number 1 as of now, they they're subject to change every now and then, is Against the Wind by Bob Seger. That song just has told my story, and I feel like it's the story of who I am as a human, what I've been through as an artist and where I'm at as an artist now. And uh, I just remember the first time I heard that song and just thinking, man, this is, this is my life, and, and I still feel it every time I listen to it.
0: So you got things onto YouTube, you, and then things started to really pop from there then, when Save Me came out.
1: Yeah, man. It was just building the YouTube and, you know, just building the, just putting out music. And oh, you have with us
0: 30 something million. I mean, your spins are crazy, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. Save me is at almost 100 million now.
2: That's
0: insane. Uh,
1: 97 million almost. If some of y'all want to go check it out, gang, fuck with me and get me over the line here.
0: Look up populations of countries right now. I want to see what country. <laughs> what country is listening? What country could have entirely listened to it? <laughs> yeah,
1: what country could have? Everybody Let's get there one down would know. Yeah, really quick. I think when I looked at it recently, it's like one third of the American population.
0: Yeah, that's probably about right. Let's go to just can you go down? Is there a list? Is there a chart? There we go. Get that chart. Let me zoom in a little bit, Daddy. Let's look at 100 million right there. 98. There we go. Vietnam.
1: Holy Vietnam, shit. Vietnam, baby. We're close to touching Egypt, dude. I need to get to the Egypt mark. <laughs> You're close, baby. That would be fire, dude. And they could have the been over there fucking mummies and shit banging. Save me the philippines they want if
0: once you hit philippines baby that yeah. is magic it's crazy man.
1: that it's more than the united kingdom that's
0: nuts that's a man yeah, i never thought about it like that i think about
1: it from like football fields yeah you know what i mean like that's how i just like categorize things to me as you know how many people how many nights could i sell out a football field if at that rate you know what i'm saying it was like 30 nights or something
0: and now y'all are playing bigger venues now you're
1: touring yeah you're i'm touring, touring with shine down later this year Tickets actually go on sale. They should be on sale by the time y'all see this. Tickets are on sale. Jelly Roll, Down. the fucking, they've had more number ones than any rock band in history. Wow. I can't believe I'm going out with them. It's surreal.
0: That's amazing, bro. It's just bro. fucking
1: awesome. So I'm going out with Shinedown later this year. I got a bunch of headline dates. JellyRoll615.com. If you want to come see me, sure use the support. And uh, we're playing a lot of wow. festivals, dude. Amazing.
0: That's going to be well, a blast, bro. People are going to love it.
1: I got a big announcement coming for Nashville in a few weeks. I got to figure out, but you know it, but I got to, it's. Because, for a mayor, for everywhere, yeah,
0: for sure. Not just for Nashville.
1: No, no, no. I'm saying, you know, you, they're out now, but I'm saying we're going to announce our Nashville
0: show. Oh, you have a big announcement about a that. Big
1: announcement about the Nashville show coming up. It'll be, it's going to be insane. It's never thought this ain't even something I want to say. I dreamed about this. Nah, didn't think it ever <laughs> happened.
0: You know I'm saying, fucking <laughs> didn't even dream about it. Baby. Yeah. I'll tell you what I dream. What was that song that Bon Jovi sang? One of their hits. Tim, who's in here?
1: We've been fighting this all day, Bizzle. We can't remember the Bon Jovi. I had hours to think about it, even after, and fuck. We both lie silently (laughs) still. Is
0: that Bon Jovi in the dead? Poison. Okay, not Uh, them. uh, Who was it? Damn. uh. Bad medicine. No. Look, you look at Bon. Uh. It's my life. No, it was before that. You give love a bad name. Is that that bad medicine? Let's sing a song for the. I don't think that was it. Uh. Johnny work, Johnny working down in the dark, working for a man. It keeps your life for oh love. yes.
1: Living on prayer.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. that's Aerosmith redid. No, that's uh, that's living on the edge, on the edge baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> on... fuck weed. <laughs> no, now I'm saying living on a prayer like living on the edge. <laughs> Li- living on, no, that's that's living on the edge again. Living on a prayer. Uh, Shoot me, honey. Use your work on the You gotta hold on. You gotta hold on to what, we got. On to what we got. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference if you make it or
2: not. Yes, 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 yes.
0: And the road, my, my, uh. My, uh, babysitter. We're halfway. My babysitter played that. And it was the first song I ever remember living hearing.
2: on a prayer. Yes. Because I heard it with a
0: woman. I heard it with a chick, and I thought she was cute. And so in my mind, it, that, that made enough glue. Yeah. And so, dude, I kept, and we her in car. Oh, you were I, living on a prayer back oh, too, bro. baby. I kept saying, hey, let me put your seatbelt on for you again. And I just, bro, we'd be driving. I put her seatbelt on 30 times, just rubbing my hand across her chest, dude. Then hopping behind my buddy's map in the back. Yeah. <laughs> y'all were sharing the maps together yeah, dude oh awesome. man we're both headed the same direction <laughs> eh uh, Jelly Roll thank you so much thank uh, you, we'll put the information where people can come check you out when does the tour start do you know uh, I head out at the end of this
1: month to do the east coast run I think those are all sold out but the big shinedown tour starts in the fall I got some dates getting announced with a couple other guys that are big friends of mine. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it but I will because I don't care I'm going out to do some shows with Co. Wetzel our boy oh yeah yeah, I'm doing I some Co. Co Wetzel on shows. Here. me and Co. Wetzel got a song coming out later uh, that's really dope um, called Role Model, aka the Cocaine Song, and um, yeah, I got some shit cooking, man. It's going to be a big year for me, dude. I'm it's it's uh, surreal. We're like doing full amphitheaters all year. It's
0: crazy, wow. dude. That's amazing, man.
1: Red Rocks, Red Rocks is on sale right now. Is there's it only really? a couple thousand tickets left. We went on sale a few days ago, and there's like. Seventeen hundred tickets left. I would be I would cry if I could hurry up and sell them just to have the piece and know I sold out the fucking top two most legendary venues in America.
0: That'd be fascinating, man. Yeah, Coe's unbelievable. Coe is just a... I mean, he's that he's the He's that
1: fuck you Texas rock yeah. country southern he's like me. You can't really label what he does anything. It's just different. You know?
0: Yeah. He's he so is good. uh he is what is the word I'm looking for it's he's a rebel
1: yeah no for sure dude he's,
0: it's polarizing he's a rebel man
1: yeah he's a rebel man dude he's like he's like me he does not give a fuck he's yeah. one of my favorite people in music
0: well fuck him and we'd be happy to have him in here sometime um, but, uh, <laughs> fuck you come no, come we'll have to have him in here sometime Jelly Roll thank you so much man and congratulations on all this su- success and just thanks for sharing your story man uh, I can relate to certain chapters of it and um yeah it just seems uh it seems like you what you're creating is just part of your life man it's cool to see
1: thank you for watching bro thank you for having me i love you man it means the world
0: <laughs> yeah i love you too bizzle gibbons tour manager thanks for stopping in riley Mao peeked in before we had to go to i'm sure some type of church meet up yeah, for and sure. uh nilo sat in today to help produce so thank you guys so much gang
2: gang gang gang, gang, gang. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this peace of mind I found I can feel it in my bones But it's gonna take a little time For me to set that parking brake and let myself on my shine.